This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we kick off another week of fun and excitement here, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything. That is the point of the, the program here tonight. But, Mark, you have got some interesting news to start things out with here. Yeah, I do. Um, do you want to hear about the Obama one or the L.A. Deta- uh, DA one? Let's start with the top level and uh, and go down. Yeah, well, I'm not sure where that is, but we'll we'll go with the Obama one then. Yeah, the, the head gangster. Um, Washington, AP. The Obama administration will not seek to arrest medical marijuana users and suppliers as long as they conform to state laws under new policy guidelines to be sent to federal prosecutors Monday. Two Justice Department officials described the new policy to the Associated Press, saying prosecutors will be told it is not a good use of their time to arrest people who use or provide medical marijuana in strict compliance with state laws. Now, wait a minute. Didn't this happen earlier this year? Supposedly, um, didn't he issue some policy? Statements? I don't know that he issued some policy. I mean, he just answered essentially that uh, he would, you know, when, when he sort of took over, that he would support, um, he wouldn't support marijuana legalization, but would support any of the state laws that, um, you know, allowed it to be used as medicine, hmm. or okay. any state laws. Period. I thought I recalled that story being more than just him making a statement. I thought he had sent some notice off. I don't know the answer to that. Um, now you're saying he my, is sending the notice off as of today. He's been busy, Ian. He's uh, <laughs> he's depriving hardworking people of their money in order to pay off this tremendous debt and this huge uh, huge uh, medical thing that he's trying to do. And that's hard work. You he's can't ordering just the deaths. Be, of... You just can't expect him to to rush to the aid of peaceful people. Right, right. He's been ordering a lot of deaths too. I mean, over in Afghanistan yeah. and Somalia and places like that. There's people that need to be killed. Right. Busy exterminating folks. Yeah. So so now you're saying that the word has gone to the prosecutors, hey, cut it out. Yes. It doesn't really sound like a an order, though, does it? I mean, it says this is not the best use of your time. <laughs> it, it, it stops shy of being an order. Can you yeah. re- repeat the actual phraseology there? It says there? two Justice Department officials described the new policy to the AP saying prosecutors will be told it is not a good use of their time to arrest people who use or provide mar- medical marijuana in strict compliance with right. state laws. So don't, don't, not just, it's not stop doing this. It's you probably shouldn't do that. Not that we'll do anything to you if you decide to, but we're saying not a good idea. Um, they may or may not. I mean, it might be a, a poor way to get promoted in this, um, you know, in this particular administra- administration. Seems to me. Well, I hope you're right, Mark. I hope that uh, it really does stop this time because the last time this news story came out, the raids continued to happen. The DEA uh, continued to raid the the mar- medical marijuana facilities out in California, and it's just so tragic. Yeah, it does seem that California is the big target. There are 14 states that have uh, some use of marijuana for medical purposes, and they actually list them here, which I, I haven't seen a list of them in quite some time. It's Alaska, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, Rhode Island, and Vermont and Washington. Well, that's good. And hopefully New Hampshire will be uh, one of the next ones, though its current bill that's before the legislature is pretty weak. It's one of the most wimpy um, medical marijuana bills I've ever heard of. It's actually gotten better. But now, uh, Mark, I mean, they're having a revote, basically. Mm -hmm. The uh, the, the representatives, so-called, here in New Hampshire 
are trying to override the governor's veto on it. And there was a lot of hullabaloo made over the last couple of weeks about how uh, the cannabis celebrations that have been going on daily here in Keene and Manchester, which I understand maybe uh, the Manchester one may, may be shutting down soon for the winter and coming back. I guess next year, and then Keene, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think some people are going to bow out for the wintertime. I don't know if there's going to be some hardcores that, that try to go it every day. Uh, but but the accusation has been from some of the people in the political circles that this is going to ruin it for the, the medical marijuana bill. And I would say that right now their chances are better than ever. I mean, if one of the biggest things you'll hear, if you've ever called around to these so-called representatives when you uh, when you're calling on an issue like marijuana – one of the biggest objections you'll hear is, well, the federal government will just, you know, blah, 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 blah. They'll come in and they'll just it is. ruin our party. And now they don't have that excuse anymore. So if if this doesn't go through and they still blame the cannabis celebrations, then, you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense. It's well, I don't think the cannabis uh, celebrations necessarily helped. There, it's it's very tenuous, especially in the Senate. Um, and, and you've said it yourself that there's it seems to be coming down to one Republican. However, there are... are what, 13 people voting? Well, now it should would... change, right? Because now a lot of those people that have objections, one of their objections has been the federal government. But there's, only, there's not a lot of people. There's only a few people, and most of them are Republicans, and they are in the Senate. But they some believe of those people that they already have no, the House. What I'm telling House. you, Mark, is that some of those people that are saying no, that were saying no mm-hmm. before today, may now have said, may now change what they are saying. Because, because conservatives are so prompt to change things. Well, I'm, I didn't know they were conservatives or They're liberals. They're Republicans, for God's sake. They're Republicans in the most conservative state in the Northeast. Well, I always thought the New Hampshire people understood the whole live for your die mentality. It's just that they they're scared They do until it comes to, to mar- medical marijuana. They're scared S-less of the federal government. That's the biggest uh, objection. I, have you called these people, Mark? Yes. Okay, I have too. I, I don't get to the, them. That's the biggest one uh, that I've ever heard. I, I, have, so. I only have one rep. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so... You have uh, six or seven here in the I socialist see. paradise of uh, Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, and so, I feel so much more represented. Right. I, I'm just saying that you, uh, you, there are more people for uh, for you to call and that you can get a hold of. Mine rarely do I talk to them. Yeah. All I'm all I'm saying is, uh, you know, I, I hope that the politicos don't blame the, the the votes coming down here in the next week or so. I guess you know nine days or something like that. And I, I hope they don't blame the cannabis celebrations because, like, now it's going to be – it should be even easier for you to get through with the federal government saying, hey, we're going to be hands-off on this. Well, I, so one of the major objections has just been wiped off the slate. I hope it goes through, too. And uh, I, spoke, I spoke today with uh, uh, Matt Simon of the New Hampshire Common Sense Organization, and he said that it, it, this makes him less grumpy. However, um, I, I'm still of the opinion that the, 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 the marijuana smokeouts are poorly timed when it comes yeah, to the well, medical marijuana Politico. stuff. So I'm, all you care about is Politico stuff, I'm, you know? No, I'm not. Yeah, you, nope, I mean, you were last last night. You're, you're, you know, you're turning into kind of a statist. I was listening to the the Saturday show, Mark, and was just disgusted by you on yeah. Saturday night. No, you're, you're disgusted I mean, you're by anybody about, who makes any kind of sense. No, you kidnapping doesn't make sense, Mark, and that's what you were talking about doing. You said you would kidnap people if you were the sheriff and if they were smoking in downtown uh, Keene because no, you apparently you, believe that the majority the majority should rule. Uh, apparently, believe in that, and if a, a majority of people in downtown Keene are families, then you say that somebody shouldn't be down there smoking. So you. I, 
been really consistent them. on the issue of decorum for years. From from the point of snow kidnapping penis is not decorum. On. Yeah, it's it. Well, there's there's a good way and a bad way to go about getting what you want. And I have an email right here from uh, an, you know one of the listeners that said that he backs me up on this. If you'd like me what to read shock. that, yeah, well, we can get that in a moment. Let's go to Richard in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richard. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, uh, the marijuana laws and stuff, yes, and uh, sir. just what you guys have been talking about. And I actually follow this a lot on the Ridley Report. I'm, I think you guys are uh, familiar with that guy? Sure, RidleyReport.com. Dave Ridley, yep. good guy. Um, I just want you to know I do listen to you guys all the time, and I, I have been the person who's been doing the soundboards. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, some more <laughs> successful than others. Yeah, well, you guys took it very well, and I was really appreciative that you let me practice on you. <laughs> well, I, I'm in the loop. Uh, you know, best if you practice with, uh, like, clerks at stores. That's a lot more uh, practicable. That way you're not spending airtime on it, but I can't control right. you, so it's up to you. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I just want you to know that uh, I've been uh, smoking pot since I was uh, probably 12 years old, and I'm, like, uh, 52 years old now. and wow. uh I don't know. I'd take an IQ test against anybody else who's out there who doesn't smoke pot. Who's <laughs> doing soundboards on uh, radio shows? <laughs> well, hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta dab into everything, I guess. All right. right. The, the, you know, the truth is, the truth about marijuana is there are a wide variety of people in social, various different social strata that uh, that utilize it. There are some right. real dumbasses that smoke pot, and there are some really brilliant people. I mean, surgeons and, you know, uh, very intelligent folk that uh, that are very well-researched and, and very uh, bright and also choose marijuana as their substance of choice. There's no doubt about that. Thank you for the call tonight. And, and again, if you're making soundboard calls, which are these sound clips uh, from movie stars and things like that, that you essentially make crank calls with, Call some, you know, call some local stores like the McDonald's. I had some success. It took me about six McDonald's calls to get a really good one. Uh, you know, when you're calling radio guys, you're dealing with pros. They're going to dump your call. We don't dump calls like that on, on this show, but you're dealing with the pros, and you're just not going to have as much success. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is available to you, the show that you can take control of and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. So we call the show Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. Those features include the bulletin board system with over 490,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Fun stuff, serious issues, you'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. And as I mentioned, the uh, toll-free line and this show is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Continuing with your phone calls. Mike in Indiana, you're on Free Talk Live with the Mark. Hello, Mike. 
Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, you guys, uh, I'm pretty sure I heard on the archive the other night's uh, discussion about cannabis legality. It happens fairly regularly around here. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was mentioned that uh, recreational use was illegal in all 50 states and uh, via state law. And I guess technically that's true, but I, I recently was in Denver and was thrilled and surprised to find that uh, Denver's legalized up to an ounce for personal recreational use. So there's so no it, fine? It's been decriminalized up to the point where it, there's no fine at all? They were debating, and I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to local news when I was there. I heard more of it word of mouth. They were debating about fines, which would be really you know, small, negligible mm -hmm. fines for possession. Um, and in the state of Colorado, it's uh, only uh, you know for medicinal use. So if you get outside the, the Denver proper, that's a different story. But yeah. the status as of a month ago, up to an ounce recreational use was you know considered to be no problem. I yeah, was amazed to find news. that you could walk down the street smoking and not be harassed about it. Oh, not that well, we did a great. lot about that, but everybody claimed that was the case. Now, now hey, Mark, heard... Mark, before you go on. I just Mark was being very, very fascistic over the weekend about this issue, and I'm, I'm just curious, Mark, in Denver, where the law says something different, would it be inappropriate for uh, for Mike here to walk down the street where families are around no, and that's smoke? Um, you are so silly. Okay, go right ahead. No, it's Ian, it's not about man. what's right and wrong. It's about what, what works and what's stupid. That's all. Yeah, um, right. Mike, you're stupid. You're stupid. That's all. I mean, That's all you, you got, Mark. You got nothing. All right, man. Go ahead. I think it begs the question: What if I went and partook on my vacation in a city where it's legal, recreationally legal, and then I come home and I'm forced to take a drug test and I fail? You know, no. that's a real sticky situation. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, a business should be able to decide whether or not they want their employees to ever smoke marijuana or just smoke marijuana off duty. And all these other things. However, it's it's muddied by the fact that there's all these you know safety counts kind of laws out there that uh, um, you know make the issue very difficult to sort of pin down. Your so. boss sucks in that case, and you should have a, a different place to work at because I mean any boss that would fire somebody for smoking marijuana, I mean they should know better that first of all they're going to lose a good amount of their workforce if they test everybody and they get caught for smoking pot, and they should also know that if you get tested and you come up as positive for marijuana, it means nothing and i know I'm sure you know this but it means nothing about whether or not you've used it recently as far as that day it it means you could have used it two weeks ago yeah so just testing people for pot is just one of the most rude asinine invasive things that an employer can do and if an employer cares about his employees he shouldn't be doing that crap unless you get something like maybe a situation where some employee did something that was dangerous, and you want to know if they were on anything at the time. Then I but that, but it, I, I understand why they would test, but it doesn't really tell you the it answer. It still doesn't. You're right um, because uh, you know I, I I can do something stupid and not have been high, but have smoked two weeks ago, and and it, there's enough marijuana in my system that it shows up, and then I, it's it's you know smeared all over the, the the situation, and it's just ugly and a mess. It gives them an out to blame it on an employee that you know for illegal illicit use of something that had absolutely nothing to do with an accident but yeah. the insurance companies use it as an out yeah that's that that i mean i find that a little more acceptable than random testing i i, I agree that i don't i think it's a great i don't think it's a great idea but it's I'm not curious to know, but there's a significant proportion of our population that is subject to random drug testing 
I don't know. That's a good question. It, well, subject to, and um, the the question is, how often does it get done? Um, is right. one thing. I mean, do you work a play, I, Clear Channel? When you and I worked there, Ian had a policy of random drug testing. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you and I never saw a single person ever get drug tested for anything. Well, one of the employees I mean, was if, named Scott the Burnout. I mean, if they would have called us, I mean, how are they going to take it? How are they going to random? Is Big Jim Davis was going to walk us into the, the no, men's restroom get, no, and Mark, say, "Hey, it shows how little experience you have with this." You have to go down to a drug testing center. Oh. Uh, they're, they're these little hole-in-the-wall kind of medical center places that you go into, and, and, and their thing is to do drug testing, and they I get see. hired out by, uh, by different companies. <laughs> but there it would be funny if the gym... They'll have you arrested on the spot if you should happen to test positive. Wait, where? Who will do, who will do On this? a construction site or oh. certain sorts. Of, I hear those stories from time to time. Yeah, with, that's uh, another bad place to uh, be testing your employees is a construction site. <laughs> I've known plenty of construction workers, and they like their marijuana. And they like their beer. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. I appreciate hearing from you. You know, if I had to choose between a guy operating a big, giant piece of equipment on high or uh, on on alcohol, I think I'd prefer high than on alcohol. If you know, just sort of the corresponding amount. If you had to choose, if I, I had to choose, I don't want either. I'm just saying that if I had to pick. All right, let's get to your email. It'll pump your ego up, Mark. Go for it. Okay. Back up the fascist. I understand. Nobody nobody agrees with poor Ian. Nobody agrees with me. I'm sure a lot of people agree with me. That whole crowd that was booing the police as they arrested the peaceful pot smokers on Saturday certainly agreed with me. Mark, as usual, you get too much crap. I'm... I'm just, just so you know, changing some words in here. This is not a. I'm, I'm using an editorial license. You get too much crap for having any kind of different viewpoint than that of Ian. <laughs> what a load. That guy can be a bit of a jerk. Well, no, wait. It's, there's nothing wrong with you having a different viewpoint, Mark. You were the one being a jerk that night because you were the one talking about peace, uh, kidnapping peaceful people, taking them out of town, and dropping them in, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I, on the other hand, would say that if you want to have a different viewpoint, that's fine. You can say, well, I don't think it's appropriate, Ian, for you pot smokers to be downtown in front of families. And we could talk about why you don't think that's appropriate. So, and I can disagree with you on that. But the problem comes in when you say, I'm going to kidnap you and your friends and I'm take not you out of You said if you were I the sheriff, you it. would. I'm if not you the, were the sheriff. The, sheriff, chief of police. the now, chief of police, whatever. Here's, how about this? As the chief of police. That's why you're the jerk in this uh, case. As the chief of police, I might support medical marijuana or mar- marijuana legalization. I just mm-hmm. feel that the way that you people are handling is a bad idea. And then I can play good cop, bad cop off of the uh, local legislators and perhaps the state legislators by doing eh, you know, something about you guys. I'm just saying you were What if I could kidnap you people and we get medical marijuana as a result? Would you make that trade? What? Just drop you off in Walpole? Just one kidnapping? No, well, or like, con- like continuous all you, kidnapping? All of you guys. Okay, just run the deal by me a dozen, one more time. A dozen people kidnapped, brought to Wobble, <laughs> dropped off in the woods to walk back in order to get if medical marijuana legalized. Back, if I could walk back to uh, to a city from the woods somewhere and have medical marijuana legalized one time, sure, I'd do that. Yeah, but what if it was three weeks later that it got legalized? Like if I had a guarantee that it would be legalized or else, then yeah. See, I think that back. that's really what I'm this argument is about. To get something done. That's what this argument is about. This argument is about tactics my friend, and the people that disagree, including myself, with some of the tactics, simply, they want the same things that you want. You, you're free they to just disagree, Mark. want them. Just, they just believe that uh, you go. Uh, uh, there's a better system about going just, about just it. Just don't be a jerk and advocate kidnapping people. You're the one being a jerk there. Yeah, 800-259-9231. You That's heard him. the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. 
Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, uh, so enjoy those on us. They include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site, and they are free for you. That's freetalklive.com. Do you hate making extra trips to carry the grocery bags in from uh, the car? Well, for the last few months at my house, we've been using the Tota Sack. In fact, I just used them tonight. Uh, they're a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. You can go to totasack.com, that's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com, and get yourself a family pack today. That's Tota Sack. They carry more than you can, a lot more. Mark, you saw me come in with the groceries tonight. One trip. Yeah, it, it's amazing what you can carry with those darn things. You can't carry the 40-pound bag of, uh, you know, kitty litter, which I also had to bring in at, at one point. But, the bags, uh, because grocery bags won't hold it. Right. The actual grocery bags that I had to bring in, all, of them, all of them, like five on one hand, six on the other, no problem. Yeah, and you guys do a lot of shopping. Generally, we have, at my house, maybe six grocery bags, which means that I can throw the kitty litter, litter over my shoulder there you go. and carry the, you know, with one tote sack. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. We continue here. Uh, Mark, I know you want to get through some more of this email, but we've got calls. So let's take those first to go to Brooke from the Freedom Ride. Brooke, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. Hey What's there. up? What's hey, on your mind tonight, Brooke? Um, it's Brooke Kelly from Freedom Ride. I actually got arrested a couple days, and they're pressing charges Uh-oh. because I showed up with my friends at the Obama town hall meeting here in New Orleans. Really? And they didn't like that we were protesting, and all we were saying was, we don't want war, and we don't want bailouts, and we don't want your health care. And that was enough for them to put me in cuffs and tell me wow. that I am disturbing the peace. Where were you at the time? Uh, UNO, University of New Orleans campus. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me, they were saying that we had to leave or be barricaded. So they're putting all these Obama supporters, people who are in favor of what he's doing, behind barricades with three sides uh, intact and the rest of the barricades on the side in case they wanted to totally box everybody in. But me and my friends were the only ones who refused to go. So a so, well, well, point of information, Brooke let, me see fo- Brooke, let me see if I am following you here. You're on the UNO campus. You're protesting there. They're saying you need to leave this area or go behind that special free speech zone. That's where all the pro Obama people were, and so that they even so they were forcing all the pro Obama people to be in the same free speech zone. Yes, people so, who like him, and, and we were like, we're not trying to kill the president. We just want to talk about this. So, was this a federal and, arrest, or was it campus police, or who who did this? Campus, campus police did the actual paperwork, but they were all really cool, and they all agreed with me on the bailouts and everything. They said they had to arrest me at the request. Or at, rather, at the demand of the Secret Service. Hmm. And whose charges? Are, I mean, who's filing the charges against you, and what are they? I'm not sure who's filing them, but the charges say disturbing the peace. 
And I was like, I was sitting there talking to him because they were trying to decide what they were going to charge me with. And I was like, hey, guys, I was like, charge me with failure to leave because you told me to leave and I didn't leave immediately. And they were like, no, we can't charge you with that. That would be unconstitutional. <laughs> I love how I love how they've arrested you and haven't figured out what to charge you with. Exactly. Does that seem like a bit of a, pro- a problem to anybody else? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it can, seems like a problem to the uh, the police, but yes, it seems like yeah, a problem to me. It does. They should know what law you've broken before they arrest you for it. So, so the the paperwork that they gave you does it have uh, the state of Louisiana on it? Uh, the campus police on it? Do you know who who's up at the you know the top? Yeah, state of Louisiana okay. parish of Orleans. Okay. And I have municipal court tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. to enter my plea. And I really want to fight this. I don't want my name means peace. I am a peaceful warrior. I that's what I stand for. I don't want to have some kind of charge on my name saying that I've disturbed the peace. Like the average person doesn't know. You know that that's a bogus charge, and they may think that there's something wrong with me. Like I don't want this. I don't. I, I don't want this to have anything to do with my name. So, what are you planning on doing? I mean, you're kind of riding around the country, uh, visiting different places, and t- you know, talking about freedom, as I understand it. Um, are you going to go and plead not guilty, and then take a trial date, or what? What's your plan? I've heard to plead innocent rather than not guilty. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be researching that some more this evening to make sure that that's correct. But odds are um, good, unless there's some special innocent option down there in Louisiana. Odds are good that the judge will probably just put in a plea of not guilty for you. Typically, when you go in front of a, a, a robed man or woman and uh, and essentially don't, if you don't choose one of the options they give you, they'll just pick one for you, and it's it's usually not guilty. Great. Well, in any event, I, I'm going to challenge it because well, that's you. not right. I haven't done anything wrong. Well, that's what they that's exactly what they don't want. You know, they don't want people to to challenge this nonsense. That much is true. They just want they're going to probably bring a prosecutor up to you at the arraignment and he's going to say, all right, Brooke. We're going to make this go away for you. We're just going to give you a little bit of probation. We're just going to give you a little fine, a little bit of probation, or whatever it is. They're going to come up with something that will be a deal, and it will be tempting to you. And you're saying you're going to go ahead and take this to trial. I do not want to negotiate on my rights. Uh, all probation is is putting someone on a leash. Yeah, that's true. And I what don't want just that a fine? control exerted over me. I am a grown woman and can handle myself. Thank you very much. Well, Brooke, um, likely what they'll do is to make this go away is they'll they'll say, we'll drop this down to a violation, give you time to serve, let you go on your way. Um, and therefore, it'll be a violation sort of at the same level as, well, something that's not a misdemeanor or a felony. So it wouldn't really go on your record, although probably cops could find it. So, um, I mean, it seems like that should be what you're going for because they're the, otherwise they're going to drag this out and then likely find, you know, whatever they find, on, you know, at the end of it all, whether they, uh, you know, and it's going to cost you a lot in travel. Well, um, I'm actually this is actually the end of the trip. Oh, really? Which is the, I mean, that was the, we finally made it, you know, we're here like at the end of the trip. And that was that was one thing that I was the only reason why I was disappointed that I actually got charged because that was one of the goals of the trip was to not have any charges filed hmm. and not have to pay their fines or go back to court or anything. But I, I guess I can say at least it happened here in New Orleans, which is the place where I always come back to him. This is more like a home base to me than anything. So I don't think it's going to affect that. Too so much. you are planning on just kind of sticking it out there and going for this and telling them you're not going to uh, to bow down. Exactly. Well, good. That's excellent. I, I hope it works out for you, and I hope that you can garner some support down there. What's the best way for people that might be in the area to uh, to you know to assist you? 
Facebook. Everybody can connect with me on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash the Unify Movement. The Unify That's Movement. Unify. That's what we need to do. We need to get everybody together and be unified and fight this together because that's how we're strong. Well, thank you, Brooke. And please let us know what uh, what continues to uh, to happen with this case, will you? Will do. All right. Thanks so much. I hope you have a good night. And thank you for calling Free Talk Live and keeping us up to date. Uh, always interesting to hear about what folks are doing around the country to uh, to work on achieving liberty in their lifetime at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And we continue with Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Ah, hello, guys. Hey, no, I, I originally called just to make a, a comment uh, regarding the medical marijuana situation. Yes, sir. And that being, there should be an exemption, you know, for you know individuals on a religious basis, such as those that are members of the Church of the Rastafarian Man. Yeah, and uh, like in Brooklyn, or <laughs> uh, let's say, you know, the Indian Tobacco and Peyote for the Zuni. Uh, you know, in the Hopi people, that it's used for spiritual initiation, and it's really a sacrament that allows one to communicate with the earth and the spirits and the great beyond. So I think it's sense, a good. I think it's a good point to make, but it hasn't really worked on the judges in America. No, I know it hasn't. Uh, but what's, but I wanted to comment on Brooke. I think it it says it speaks volumes that when she's just protesting and expressing her view, which is different from Obama and the Obama. Uh, you know, followers that she's arrested and anything this, the Secret Service does becomes sort of a, a federal felony. So if they demanded that she be arrested on something, uh, they would have to make the charges. And it may be something such as, you know, uh, a terrorist well, she's charge. She's saying it's not the Fed. She's saying that it's the state. Well, she'll only know when it's with the judge. If, no, if she's the got the paperwork. Service, if the Secret Service told the campus police to file charges against her, uh, that's a violation not only of her rights, but the university is traditionally the only place where uh, freedom for expression exists. In the not city. anymore. Looks like the traditions oh, are about that. down the drain. Thanks, Frank, for the call, as always, at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Get behind that line, or you're going into the cage. That's what they said. In an ancient time, in a land where the fates of mortals were determined by gods, only one man had the courage to defy them all. Fear nothing, and let's show death and the gods alike that we're the ones to be afraid of. Odysseus, the rebel, coming this October from Big Head Press. Pre-order the graphic novel for only $12.95. Visit ComicShopLocator.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other fine booksellers. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you all the features completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Oh, and don't forget that we need your vote. One of the great ways to help Free Talk Live out, it's a monthly thing that we ask you to do, and it has been a tough month for us. We have been doing, we've been struggling to stay in first place, 
and we the struggle will be lessened with your assistance. Uh, we are currently in first place in the monthly voting contest over at podcastalley.com, but it's only by about a dozen votes. So we need several dozen more, several dozen more at the very least, to lock in our position so we can finish out the remainder of the month also in first place. So please, if you have yet to vote for us in this month of October, go to vote.freetalklive.com. If you have, thank you so much, and maybe ask a friend or two to do it. Uh, vote.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us being number one. So thank you. Uh, in advance, vote.freetalklive.com. Mark, let's uh, continue the email that you had started up that was fairly critical of me, called me a jerk for opposing you when you were the one advocating putting uh, kidnapping people. Um, actually, I didn't call you a jerk, although that's what I changed the word to. Oh, it, begins it nastier. With, it begins with a P and, and, and rhymes with Rick. Um, oh. As usual, and, and I'll just read the first sentence because I like it so much. Mark, as usual, you get too much crap. Uh, you, didn't say, you didn't say prick? No, I didn't. I don't think um, that's sexual. That's not sexual. I just, you know, why why say it if you don't have to? It's kind okay. of my thought. All right. Um, as usual, you get too much crap for anything, any having any kind of different viewpoint from Ian. <laughs> what a load! Yeah. That guy You'll can get be a crap bit of a me. jerk. You'll get. Didn't you already read that part? You'll get crap yes. from me. When like you're it. advocating violence. Yeah. You can have a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Just don't make it uh, advocating hurting people. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. To start with, uh, I support decriminalization and legalization of drugs. However you want to term it, both words mean about the same thing to me. Um, when I heard of this 420 smokeout thing being done, I was and remain in support of that. Me? I, I do too. I just think that there have been better times to do them. To me, it was tactful and showed that smokers are everyday people, not villains. Others um, make them out to be. While I don't partake, and I've known plenty of potheads, however, and I don't like the term pothead any more than I like the term drunk. Um, I'm of of the opinion that a person who smokes pot is not a pothead. A pothead. You editorializing here. Yes, right? I am. I'm, I'm waking and baking. A pothead uh, is a person who wakes, <laughs> you know, awakes and bakes and spend their whole day uh, stoned and whatever. Yeah. And that's that's fine. I think that a person who's a pothead is probably better off than a person who's drunk. But I think so. You know, I just don't. I I don't think it's the right term to use uh, to me. You're gonna have a problem in your life if you're getting up and starting to nip on the vodka. You know, you're gonna, you've got a you've got a real problem. Well, you've got a problem if you wake up and the only way you want to be is stone too. Yeah. However, doing this is uh, uh, Alan back again. However, doing the smokeout on a day where the public affair, where there is a public fair, where the smokeout is being done, and having a megaphone advertising it around kids and their family lacks tactfulness. This is asking to be arrested. Anyone with a brain, and by the way, the uh, Rich Paul called in one of the arrestees and said that that was sort of the plan. Is the only that way is that what they, he said. They can, the only way they can get press is by stepping it up continually. And I sort of understand, but I think that at some point or another, the press is negative press. That it, we are trying to win hearts and minds here in New Hampshire. I agree we're trying to move people here, but I don't know if this is the right tact. You know, that's it. It's a disagreement on tactics. So anyway, um, that was being uh, that is asking to be arrested. Anyone with a brain and a bit of common sense knows that the presence of children is a literal trigger for action from the cops. The activists have been left alone and were getting their message across because they were consenting adults and not making a big deal of things, yet still uh, getting their visibility. Mm-hmm. Now I call that a win with some um, steady power behind what uh, that would only grow. I call this Saturday's business a stunt. 
How could they not have known? And by the way, Rich Paul claimed to have known. Uh, from what I've known from listening to FTL is that cops were basically letting them get away with what they wanted for a long time and showed no signs of changing. And what would be the harm in saying, we shouldn't do the smoke out today. Things are going well for us. People are noticing. But I think that it may be the wrong day because of the atmosphere. I don't agree. The atmosphere was festive. It was fun. It seemed like in a perfectly appropriate time for festive, a smoke out. It was festive and fun until the cops came and arrested all you guys. Well, right. They ruined, the, they ruined all the fun. Mm, it's all their fault. Like, yeah, they didn't know what was going to happen. Right? I didn't know. Rich, I thought they were bluffing. No, you didn't know, but Rich Paul apparently knew. He didn't know either. He, sh- he thought they might be bluffing, he too. He thought that was, the, that was the purpose of the, the, the stunt. Rich Paul comes expecting to get arrested every single day when okay. he goes to the 420 events. You don't smoke marijuana in public and not expect to get arrested. You just have to understand that's going to be a very realistic possibility. I told you that I thought that they would step it up. So I yeah. gave you warning. You may have disagreed with what I said. I read a newspaper article that said they were going to step it up. The, well, the, and I thought the, it was the, a bluff. Don't act like you – well, you can just claim whatever you want, but it's not like you weren't warned, man. I don't care if I was warned, right. Mark. That's the point. It doesn't mean anything to me. Right. You d- it doesn't I know you mean don't anything. Care. Then it's don't tell me what you place. were expecting. It's – well, I can predict whatever I want to predict. You can predict whatever you want. I'm telling you, you what I predicted, and Lots I was wrong. Lots of people wrong. predicted otherwise. Okay. I, I, I'm telling you, there's nothing tactless about this. Just because some people are uppity and have a problem with marijuana and have some sort of issue with letting their kids see somebody with a joint, that's not my issue, and I'm not looking to convert that person. I'm not looking to uh, to talk to that person at this point. I'm looking to attract people that are like me. I'm well, looking to attract people that appreciate this like kind you? of activism. Am I like you? Mm, a little bit. Okay. Well, what you did is you turned me off to some extent, and I know you, Boo, and I like who? you, and there's people out there who on this, that listen you're to pandering. this show. You know and- what you're doing? You're pandering to people like Fred Parcells and other politicos that are in the area. I don't believe that you really believe what you're saying. And people that are local here that uh, I think Fred was listening on Saturday night and you were pandering to him that disagree with your point of view and agree with mine that you have turned off boo hoo yep you don't care Poor babies. because you don't really want freedom you want stunts all right that's right and then do he, whatever the families say to do right if the families are somewhere you can't act like a free person that's basically what you and your ilk are saying isn't that right mark uh screw I'm, all of you single people us with the families we matter more isn't i'm that saying, what you're saying that i'd like to see mar- mar- medical marijuana first in the mm-hmm. state and then um on the path to le- entire legalization of people you know being able to do what they want with their own bodies and i think that as the long path- as the families are okay with it right as long as the families aren't around um, I think because that, it wouldn't matter if medical marijuana were on the table. It wouldn't, right? Because if medical marijuana had passed and was and gone through, and we were in 2010, and Pumpkin Fest is happening again, mm-hmm. you you guys would still be saying the same old crap. The families, the families. I don't know. I'm, so lame. I can it's only just the most a, pathetic excuse. I can only approach under the of under these circumstances as to how I feel about it because yeah. what I'm talking about really is a feeling situation. It's not about right. logic. There's it's no not logic. about Right. You're it's right. not. It's not. I understand that. And that's right. the where you fail to understand. No, that's no. where your you're, you're black failing. and white philosophy falls short. Well, you, because you aren't applying logic here means you aren't pointing out the most one of the most obvious uh, things that is wrong with this whole the families excuse. Well, what you're when you say the families, you're only really talking about the oppressive families. You're only talking about the, the kind of families that have a climate of fear. Uh, the you know, the kind of families where they're they're lying to their children. I'm not about talking drugs. about any families at all, dude. 
I'm not talking about families. I'm talking about people like me who somewhat, you know, have, have some sympathy towards your situation that you've turned off. And you the think it's a bad idea. And minds. You think it's a bad idea because of the families that were there. I'm only, t- I think that that's one of the reasons, but that's I don't care. That's the one that you were giving. It, I don't, I, the, the, you're, it lacks tact, man. People cheered the marijuana smokers and booed the cops. What hearts and minds do we lose? You can find people to cheer all kinds of things. I saw you that crowd, You could have crucified Mark. somebody, and, and they, there would be people that would cheer it. We weren't crucifying people. We were smoking pot. They were cheering a peaceful act, and they were booing the violent act. It Some seems to were. me that those folks were A-OK with what was going on. That's your. So that's what you're fine. saying is, Mark, because some people are upset that I should be all concerned about that. Everybody, there's any time you do activism that challenges the status quo, whether it's in the political realm of the safety political realm, or whether it's out somewhere else and outside of the system, you're going to irritate people, you're going to upset people. And maybe you're right, Mark. Maybe if you were to just do politics, you'd upset less people, or fewer, fewer people, rather. Maybe you would be upsetting fewer people if you just stuck to politics. Politics and respected the, uh, the, the wimps with their families that won't tell the truth to their kids and respected those people. Maybe it would, uh, you know, not I'm not even saying that, though. All I'm saying is let them have their pumpkin fest day. It's they, my what? day, too. No, it's not. It's you had the other 364 days, dude. You're See, out there occupying it. Central majority Square rule, at 420. Right? Majority rule. Families rule. You've They're got in the charge. majority of the days, and you're a minority, a tiny, stinky minority. What do you want, man? They've given you everything but one stinking day out of the year. Just, it lacks tact. It's rude. And no doubt, you're, you're lucky you guys didn't get hurt. By whom? By the cops. You know the cops tend to drop people in handcuffs on their faces and mm-hmm. stuff? They did hurt people. They, uh, they, kept, they kept blankets away from the guys that were in jail, and they were being very nasty. And why do you think that is? Because they're jerks. Because people don't like rude people. Uh, look, Mark, I understand that you want to take the status side of this. I'm not taking the status side of anything. You are taking I'm the status side of it. I'm suggesting tact it's to get where you want to go. to arrest people who have not harmed anyone. They're the rude people. They're the jerks. They're the intolerant ones. And they're the antisocial ones. More coming up. Hour two's on the way. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live with Ian and the Fascist. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit DNAMail.com and join the evolution. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. 
And we will continue here taking your calls about whatever you want just to bring you up to speed on uh, where we're going to go here uh, with the next call. We've been discussing, in case you're just tuning in, uh, Mark and I, we've been kind of rehashing a little bit of what went down on Saturday night where, Mark, you, sh- you shocked me uh, with your <laughs> your embracing of the idea of majority rules and your pandering to the families, which aren't really all families, but they're just the, the very specific group of families that is very oppressive and uh, if you want to call tact, regressive, if you want to call tact majority rules, then you're free to do that. You're basically pandering to, you know, the evangelical Christian kind of family. I don't those feel like I am. Of, those are the kinds of people you're pandering to, uh, because the families that I would want to attract would be the ones that are honest with their kids about what marijuana is. We're referencing the uh, the arrests that were made over the weekend here in Keene, New Hampshire, at the, uh, the the Pumpkin Festival, which is a week. Uh, it's essentially a year, yearly event that happens, very very popular. And the 420 celebration coincided with it because the 420 celebrations have been happening every single day. And Mark, you're basically saying, "Hey, g- take a day off. Let the families have a day." Right? That's pretty much your your argument that uh, by not taking a day off and not respecting those types of families that we've you know spit in the well or poison in the well and we've really blown it i feel that way um also i feel like other people are going to feel that way too so it's it's a yeah. combination oh, there are people feeling that way yeah no, lots of them. Uh, no doubt about it i mean I've, I've seen them post on the blog over at freekeen.com we've heard them talk on this show way to give them ammunition. well look mark i'm not really concerned about people like that and their opinions you have to understand that i, okay? well, I understand i'm going it. to act like a free person and i understand and, and a lot of these other people are too and they're willing to go into and be put into cages for it, as a matter of fact. These people are going to act like free people. They're going to continue acting like free people. They're going to attract more people here that are going to be acting like free people. And all those people that are real uppity and have a problem with that need to either get on board with this, uh, with these ideas, or get the hell out of town. I don't think it's going to go that well. Okay. 1-800-259-9231. Then their taxes are going to have to be uh, raised to put all of these folks in a jail cell, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> way to rally them behind those taxes, pal. I mean, way to go for freedom. Whatever. Let's continue with your phone calls. Dale's on the line in New Hampshire. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm kind of falling in between the two of you on this after having you know been there and kind of observed and... You know, sort of, I just kind of try to look at it as having watched it, you know, what could we do better next time? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I went into it thinking, you know, let's, let's make pumpkins. I tried to encourage people to make pumpkins and put joints in their mouth, you know, rolled up pieces of paper in their mouth. And, uh, just to kind of, you know, um, it wouldn't have interfered, but it would have been, you know, people would have gotten a laugh out of it maybe. And Lighten it, it up a little. Sort of kept the idea going, you know. And you did that, actually. You did it very successfully. You got your pumpkin photographed in the paper. Uh, it said 420 every day. So you had yeah. quite a little victory there. Yeah, yeah. I felt really good about that. Um, I actually went home and watched the video, um, and I saw, like, a couple of the protesters, like, getting right up in the cops' faces and screaming at them and calling them names and stuff. And, honestly, I mean, we can't control people, and they didn't do anything violent, and I'm, I'm on their side, you know, and, they were, and people are so I – mean, obviously, people are angry because people are being arrested and everything, but sure. I'm just looking at it and going that uh, – and thinking, like, I think middle ground would have been something like – Going ahead and doing it in front of City Hall, like, like you know, every other time, you know, without the bullhorn, without the trying to get attention and everything. And then when the cops arrest people, the cops look like the ones that are disrupting all the fun, you know. But, like, as soon as I showed up and there's the bullhorn out in the middle of the festival and everything, and, and it's like it's like it's trying to take all this attention away from what everyone else is, you know, everyone else is enjoying the festival. And if I, and I wouldn't, like, 
I'm not, I wouldn't beat people up over that, you know, over doing that. I think they did what they felt was the best thing to do. But I think in retrospect, I would have let it be the cops who ended up disrupting everything. If people just did their 420 celebration just like they normally do, quietly, well, normally, and Rich then the Paul, cops disrupt everything. Right, I What's see where that? you're coming from, but normally Rich Paul uses the bullhorn at the beginning of every 420 celebration. He has kind of the same little announcement that he does every time. Uh, he did go uh, and, and do a little bit of an essay this time. You know, he had yeah. a few more things to say because he did have an audience this time of people that weren't necessarily folks that had p- perhaps come for that particular event. And I don't see anything wrong with reaching out to a crowd of people. I mean, there are some guys on YouTube, and we interviewed one of them on this show. His name's Danny and the other guy is Charlie. And if you YouTube search for uh, everything is okay, you'll find their videos. And these are guys that go into public places in London, which if you're in a public shopping place in London, it's almost as busy as this particular uh, fair that that, uh, that we were at over the weekend. These are very busy, busy places with lots of people walking by. And they're shouting things on bullhorns, and they're talking to people. And, you know, some people are interested, and they stand and they watch. Yeah. And some people I go they times, go about their business. I think, I think there's times for it, and, and, it's, and it's, there's times to do that. I think it just would have, for this particular thing, I think it would have been um, a, a, a nice statement on our side, I think, from our part, if we had not, just for the, you know, um, Knowing that, you know, I, I think it just would have given it would have given the opportunity for the police to look to you know. But they already to did show look that bad. They're the bad guys disrupting the fun. You well, know? they already Not did us. look We're bad, just... Dale. I mean, don't you recall? The, if you watch the videos, and I know you did at freekeen.com is where you can see it. By the way, uh, the the crowd is mostly booing at the police. So it seems yeah. clear to me that 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 was successful. Well, I, I, I again, I think it. Uh, I just think it. Um, I mean, my thought is that it just could have been even better, I think, if we had been, you know, not been shouting over the bullhorn and everything at the Pumpkin Festival. But, okay. you know, it's it's just just in retrospect, you know. Is it out of respect for the families or, you know, what what's your no, uh, rationale? it's out of respect. I mean, just, just, just not, it just seemed to me, you know, I'll probably write up some more about this, but I think there's times when it's, when it just seems like it's, like trying to be provocative as opposed to letting the, pe- the the police be the ones that provoke something. You know, like when they go to arrest people who are being peaceful and are doing nothing but smoking, a, a, you know, some some cannabis, then they're the ones provoking it and disrupting what it would otherwise be just a fun day. All right, Mark, well, what do you have to say I to think this? that would have been a powerful statement. I, 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 I uh, by, by and large, agree with what he says, but I think that the police view it as and the police who have been as far as they're concerned the way they see the world believe that they've been giving you guys a little room and letting you do what you want and then well you go and spit in the cookie jar there um by going out that day i think they are going to feel like they were provoked by the very fact that the protesters went out on 420 um and did it anyway i agree with dale about the bullhorn and all that other stuff they felt like that from the moment we went out to do the celebrations though i think And, and it was just a you know, it's just a matter of knowing that the the, the pressure would end up being that it would end up reflecting badly if they did make their arrest. I don't think they do it out of being nice. I think they they do it to save face and everything. So, thank you for the call tonight, Dale. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks. Right. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Again, some of the activism here uh, very polarizing, even within the uh, same group of folks that normally agrees on a whole lot of stuff. 
Uh, people are, are disagreeing with the tactics in this case. And I'll, I'll disagree with Dale. Normally he's on my side on, on these things. Uh, but I, I don't see anything that's wrong with being at a public event in a public place and announcing things on a bullhorn. If you want to get people to see what you're doing, if you want to draw attention to what you're doing, what better way than some sort of public address system? Yes, obviously, Rich Paul was looking for attention. Now, I didn't use my bullhorn until the arrest started, and then I started, you know, talking uh, over the bullhorn about what was happening and, and commenting on it, basically. But, uh, but you know, I, I think that it was totally think- appropriate to call out to the crowd that, hey, marijuana prohibition is stupid. And Rich Paul made some very intelligent points, and I believe the crowd received it very well. I think that uh, the difference between uh, these everything is okay guys that you referenced and uh, on the streets of London and the people uh, that are at uh, the Pumpkin Fest is that the people in the streets of London are essentially going from one place to another. Um, the people uh, at the Pumpkin Fest came there for the Pumpkin Fest. And the Pumpkin Fest is not just a visual and a taste experience. It's also an auditory experience because there's music going on and people, you know, uh, in costumes and things like that. So by getting on the bullhorn, you affect that experience that they intended to come out and have. So you just shut up, stay quiet, keep out of sight. There's too many people around here. you got 365 days, out, 364 days out of the Where year Where no you one's had. around. The point is to talk to people. Out the, the, the point wazoo, is to reach news. out. The point is to get people's attention. And I think Rich Paul was successful at it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. We invite you to take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. They include the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their photo, show they listen to the show at uh, shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that and get involved if you are a lady listener. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Oh, uh, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated, or aggravated perhaps, from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine... You won't be aggravated by not having complete privacy in your search. That's the difference with startpage.com is that you know nobody's tracking your searches and deciding who you are from an advertising standpoint and what kind of things would be most interesting to you and compiling that and saving that data. Startpage.com take the 7-day challenge today at startpage.com. All right, so uh, we continue with your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Ilya is in New York. Ilya, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to share my story of uh, winning against the bureaucrats and standing up and being a sovereign. Okay, sure. Okay, uh, last year, uh, around February or March, um, 
I was uh, driving through Jersey. A police officer uh, pulls me over. One of the Jersey State Troopers pulls me over and uh, gives me a ticket for going 94. That's what he was claiming, right? So uh, pretty much he says, oh, you don't have to come to court or anything. And then I get a letter saying that, oh, you missed a court date. I'm like, I call him up, and I'm like, how did you guys find me guilty in absentia? So make long story short, I come and show up there, right? And uh, I'll wait in line, and uh, I get to see the prosecutor. The prosecutor pretty much uh, gives everybody an offer to plead guilty sure. and pay a lower fine. That's how it always works. So pretty much uh, I was seeing, like, everybody uh, going like lambs to slaughter sure. and accepting deals from the prosecutor. Meanwhile, when I came in there the first time, there was, there was, a, uh, there, there was a guy saying, like, oh, here, here's the deal. We'll knock off this. We'll knock off this. This cop was also, like, uh, wanted to give me two tickets, give me a speeding ticket, and then he claimed that I was driving recklessly. You know, I was pulling over. I put all my lights on, everything. You know, so uh, pretty much, uh, I come in there the first time. The the prosecutor tells me this deal thing. I tell him, "You just want my money." He's like, "I don't make a penny from your tickets." Huh. I'm like, "You have a job, right?" Yeah. And then the cop next to him starts saying, "Like, oh, you can't uh, threaten prosecutors, or we could throw you in jail right now." Wow. And then I'm calmly saying, "Like, I'm not threatening threat? anyone." Yeah. You know, I'm just not gonna. Hey, you guys, you know, and so they're like, oh, okay, so then we'll give you a trial, right? So mm -hmm. my, my turn comes up. I go and sit down at the defendant's desk, and I'm like to the judge, I'm here to face my accuser, right? And then uh, the judge has to go like, um, he's not here. He's out on training. I'm like, so what are we going to do, judge? And then uh, pretty much uh, he says, well, you're going to have to come in a second time. He's going to have to make an appearance. Okay. Right? So okay. they make me come in a second time. The second time I come in, right, uh, to the prosecutor this time, I bring a letter saying that the declaration of status, pretty much, if you guys want me to read it over, sum summing it up, I uh, stated uh, the Yikwu versus Hopkins 16th Amendment case, which stated that sovereignty is, you know, is in the people and that the administrative law and legislative law only applies to artificial entities, such hmm. as corporations, organizations, and all these things. Okay. So when I came in there saying that I'm a sovereign, you know, and uh, with my declaration of status, the second time there was actually an officer who was very knowledgeable about it. He's like, do you know what the 16th Amendment case, this, the case is about? He's like, he said it was the 16th Amendment case. I'm like... Yes, I do. I have a copy of it right here, right? After I gave him the declaration of status. He, you know, he took the time, read it over, and he's like, okay, so we'll give you a trial. So the cop comes, uh, apparently makes an appearance, and I don't think he even recognizes me, right? So my turn comes up, right? I'm about to, you know, pull out my video camera and start video recording, you know, this, this sham trial, this kangaroo court. Uh, by saying this is my First Amendment right. And uh, I didn't even get, like, the judge tells me, so wait, stop, and he lets the prosecutor speak, and uh, pretty much the prosecutor says, on this charge, not guilty, on this charge, not guilty. Um, right. I'm like, I accept that, you know. But then I try to, right before I leave, I say, uh, I would like to get compensated for my time. 
the judge goes, well, okay, so wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait, the judge said not guilty? No, Bef- the actual prosecutor said not guilty. So the prosecutor determined you were not guilty right at that moment, right when you were about to start the trial? Yeah. Now, what was the, the thing, you declaration of status? Can you tell me a yeah, little more about that? Yeah, I can read that? it over to you right here. Uh, How long is this? Pretty much it says, uh, in, like this, this is my sworn statement in which I declare that I am a living, breathing human being endowed by my creator with certain unalienable rights. I'm not a fictitious person uh, with, with a person with all um, capital letters. I'm a living, breathing, human, sovereign being by the name of Ilias Lobin. All I know is common law, and I know that I have my rights as long as I don't infringe on any other living human being's rights. Mm-hmm. I have the God-given right to travel down a public highway. I have no ca- contract with the county or state, and I am a sovereign and creation of God, and I am not subject to administrative law or legislative law. This has been proven with the Supreme Court case of Yiku versus Hopkins. Now, Ilya, uh, do you carry a state-issued identification? Yes, I do, but I think it's completely, it doesn't matter what kind of ID you have, is the way that you present yourself in court. Pretty much, I believe I deserve the merit of having this case dismissed, because I came in there the first time, I said, I'm here to face my accuser. You know, there was no cop there. Mm-hmm. I could have pled guilty already in a prosecutor's office. No problem. But I come there, I come there like a man. It's kind of like, it's supposed to be a one-on-one. The judge is supposed to decide who deserves the merit. So I come in there, this guy doesn't show up. I come in there another time, this guy shows up, probably doesn't even remember me or remember anything about, you know. So uh, you, you believe that basically because you took a stand and you were willing to, uh, you know, face the consequences and at the same time that you made it, made it clear that you, uh, you didn't believe in their system and that you were a sovereign, you believe that's why they decided to just let this go? Uh, because I also quoted the Supreme Court case, and I'm sure mm-hmm. these guys know what I'm talking about. Can, can you and post you that somewhere, there, Ilya? Can you can you post that to where people can see it and maybe maybe copy it for themselves and print it out so sure, they can? Sure. They can I actually it? Uh, took a template from uh, Arthur Bernard's work. Yeah, I'm not you familiar with him, but maybe about. you could go to like freekeen.com. We've got a uh, basically a sure, sure. section so there about want, sovereignty. Sure, sure. So if you want, I can finish off this letter too, if you want. Okay, go ahead. Only quick. like a few more paragraphs. Oh, paragraphs, we don't have time for that, but go ahead and post it over at freekeen.com. Okay, cool. There's a forum so there. One and... last paragraph. Okay, well, I don't know if we're going to have time. You can try. Okay, let, let, let me try it. The purpose for legislative law or administrative law, which includes all codes, regulations, and, are to regulate the actions and behavior of artificial entities such as corporations, associations, organizations, and political and government bodies, not flesh and blood people. I would love to see this actually work in person. I, I believe your story, and I would love to uh, to see the actual document that you used and have somebody maybe here in New Hampshire try something like that here. Uh, so do go to freekeen.com and post that over in the sovereignty area, and I'd really appreciate that at the uh, forum over there. More coming up. Thanks, Ilya, for the call. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The Walking Liberty Half is a fantastic coin for the beginner investor and those who want usable silver should a monetary collapse occur. This coin is widely accepted as one of the most beautiful ever made. It served our grandparents for more than 40 years, and you can get them for $8.69. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. And that is freetalklive.com. And the features include updates, so get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to, well, uh, provide you with some really great deals on gold and silver coins. If you uh, are looking to get some precious metals as a hedge against inflation or perhaps a uh, you know silver spiked, as did gold today, and uh, you know maybe you consider it to be a good investment. I do. You can go over there, get some of the best prices on the interwebs, and uh, you know support Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. They even have a little layaway plan if you just if you have uh, you know if you want to put money weekly or biweekly whenever you get your paycheck towards it, then you know save up for 20 coins. That seems to be the best shipping ratio is 20 coins. That way you can get them in your hands uh, relatively quickly. You can call them at 877-857-9938. If you need to learn a little more about the Federal Reserve and how your money is being taken from you, there's a great deal over there for getting a book, uh, Dishonest Money, and your first uh, silver coin, which is a walking liberty. So you can go over there at gold.freetalklive.com. So we just got off the phone with Ilya in New York, and he was telling us a personal story. Now, instead of it being, we've had people call in with a sovereign, uh, the sovereign sovereignty position before, where they essentially are saying. Uh, when you go into court, if you let the court know that you uh, don't respect their rules, in this case, he had a, a piece of paperwork that essentially said that uh, he understands that the judicial laws or the, the statutes of the society don't actually regulate him because he's under common law, et cetera, et cetera. There's all these kind of legal wranglings that you can do uh, that some people allege are very successful. But usually when we hear somebody who calls in about it, they're usually telling something they've heard from somebody. It's not very often that they're telling their own story. Sometimes they claim to be telling their own story. And the, the claims are pretty pretty interesting. And I also don't believe that they'll generally work across the board. I think that maybe some of them are true. Maybe some of the stories that you know they're telling are, are the absolute truth, and they actually did work for them. But unfortunately, they didn't record it. They didn't have any sort of um, – they don't have any real evidentiary proof that uh, what they did was successful, and I think that makes it tougher for them to to really sell uh, sell us on it. But also at the same time, I think it all kind of depends on the uh, the man in the robe. I think that if the man in the robe wants to put you in a cage, he's going to do that. And yeah. I don't think anything. I don't think if you tell him that you're a sovereign, that he's really going to care about that very much. But at the same time, I have no reason to disbelieve Ilya's story. Indeed, uh, it he's, my understanding, he's an advertiser on this show, so it gives him some. I, I know he's pre- real credibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I don't know. I hope that this is. It's all this easy that you can go in and claim to be a sovereign, and that uh, you know these rules don't apply to you. You need to be able to see your accuser. Um, and he cited you know, the Yikwu uh, Court uh, Supreme Court case that apparently kind of backed him up mm. so that might have been a, a helpful move it I don't could know. be um just as easily it, it could be that uh the, the the judge saw that this is a guy that he shouldn't be messing with and, and i hope Maybe. that that's the case it could be just as easily that uh, the prosecutor's like i just don't care the rest of these people are going to give me two hundred dollars a pop let him go um and let this let this guy go i don't want to deal with him whatever which either way is fine result for Ilya. Yeah. and I, I you know yay but um at the same time it may not 
you know, who knows? I think that you're right. I think that if the guy in the robe is, you know, wants to throw you in jail, you're probably screwed. <laughs> right, and it, it is all very arbitrary from what I can tell. I mean, we had six people earlier this year arrested for disorderly conduct. And in each of the six cases, things came out a little bit differently. They were, we're doing couple, the exact same thing. Right. Some people's cases were dropped in advance. Uh, some One guy went to jail for a few days. Uh, somebody else, I, you know, I've forgotten at this point all of the exact uh, Lots outcomes. Of them, yes, some of them were dropped like a couple of weeks later, and some some of them were just held on to. They didn't make yeah. a ruling at all. And right, it was very strange, and it just and it's true that they didn't all come at it from the same perspective. They didn't all those who did go to court did not approach it from the from the same perspective. The one guy that went to jail kind of came from a uh, the the place of well, you know, I'm just not even going to participate in this. Uh, and then the, uh, the one of the guys that had it dropped later on uh, did a very good job defending himself uh, in court, kind of playing by their rules. And so there was a you know wide variety of of things. Another guy, what was was Patrick suspended? I think uh, Patrick went in and he did it. He did a good job defending himself, but I guess not as good a job because he was found guilty. But I think the sentence was suspended or something like He's that. He's also not be, a local. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, uh, it's just it really all mostly seems to depend on the man in the robe. We've had people in this in New Hampshire activists that have come up here have success with just the I'm not going to cooperate position, you know, like not even bothering to cite any kind of court cases or anything like that, just to basically get up there and say, I'm here to cost you money. Go ahead. Put me in jail. And in, in, in some of those cases, the judges just said, well, not necessarily not guilty, but suspended sentence, you know, time served. Uh, they don't put them in jail in some of those cases. So it's interesting to see what works sometimes and what doesn't. And some some approaches have been successful. So if Ilya's having success with this, he's had it success personally. I think that's great. I hope he'll take the time to go to forum.freekeen.com. We've got a subsection there that's all about the idea of sovereignty, which I still fully support. I don't know if it'll work in every case. In fact, I think in many judge uh, judges' courtrooms, it probably won't work at all. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe Ilya can prove us wrong again. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think that posting the information and, po- and talking about the experiences is valuable. I, th- I think it's valuable because it gives people ideas. I think that the, I think that the last thing you want to do if you're an activist is take the plea deal. I think we can all agree on that. You, you don't want to take the plea deal unless you absolutely have to avoid whatever the consequences might be because in I most cases they're trying to scare you. I understand taking the plea deal if you're – you know, elsewhere besides New Hampshire, I think that many of us came here to stand against tyranny. Yeah. And so they're not nearly as likely to take the plea deal. If you're, you know, like Brooke is uh, the, the called in earlier in the show. She's down in uh, New Orleans and yeah. got one of these, uh, you know, for protesting Barack Obama. They gave her a disorderly conduct charge, which, you know, she's concerned will be on her record forever. I would understand if she decided not to to, to take a plea deal and then not to fight it or whatever it is that she under, she's doing because you know it may not be where she lives. Yeah, um, I don't know where she lives. She's quite a honestly. floater. Yeah, kind of um, floats about. But but she's a free signer spirit. of the Free State Project too. Is so she? she? That's that's my understanding. Okay. And so she may she will be up here at some point. I understand if people choose to, uh, you know, to not fight where they are and to come no, up I here. No, I understand it too. And by fight, I mean, you know, not accept the yeah. uh, charges that are given to them. I don't mean you know, fighting. I think, however you do it, how, whatever your approach is, taking it to court, taking it to trial, immediately increases their costs. 
It's a, it's a big burden on them. Yeah. Look at all the. Is all you have to do is go into the the courtroom and look at how many bureaucrats there are. There's the bureaucrat in the big black dress. There's uh, you know a half a dozen bureaucrats with badges. You could point out though, Mark, that those folks are getting salary and they they would be there anyway. But they'd be doing something around. to someone else. That's true, and the more cases they have to stack up, the longer somebody would have to essentially have their case scheduled out, making it less likely that it would be considered a speedy trial. And you really could load up their – I mean, if you had 5% of people uh, going not guilty rather than taking the plea, it would probably break their system. I agree. Their so, system is based on you saying, okay. Whatever you say. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay. Uh, so, yeah, I think just, just that step alone is the most critical step. The actual tactics, I don't know if anything works better than anything else at this point. Having seen a, a, a handful of different tactics tried, everything from just non, I'm not going along with this to uh, full-on defense attorneys and everything, I... I don't know if one works better than the other. I don't know if I, I, I well, I might say that using a, a big money defense attorney probably dollar for dollar doesn't work as well, but I don't know. Well, I do think that uh, people educating themselves in the legal system and then uh, being able to defend themselves in these circumstances probably puts us in a, 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 a several steps up in the equation. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Nonetheless, uh, as more activists come here and more court cases are scheduled, and there are a number of them scheduled now for the next few months, uh, with seven arrests over the past weekend, one more today, another man was arrested, an activist here in Keene, uh, probably the, the largest activist arrested uh, here in Keene, uh, was arrested for wearing a hat in court. The charge was disorderly conduct. And he, was, he had to be carried out by the police. And they needed about five cops to carry this dude out. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. He is in jail, by the way. He did not process, so he's in the, in the prison at this point. More, more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. And we ask that you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy or whatever it is you want to buy. It's likely that Amazon sells it in dozens of categories, even used items. Get the stuff you need over there at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and we'll get a cut. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at FreeStateProject.org. That's FreeStateProject.org. Dot org And just to uh, give you the uh, the update here, and we'll get right back to your calls, on what happened today, we told you over the weekend that activists, uh, were, there were mass arrests, first of all, this weekend, where three activists were arrested for, uh, for cannabis possession, followed by another three activists arrested for trespassing as the other three walked into an unlocked door on the front of the city building, the normal public entryway. Uh, they walked in. Now, normally the city building is closed on a Saturday, 
But in this particular case, it was unlocked. They had taken the three cannabis arrests in there, and these individuals that were arrested for so-called trespassing were arrested because they were concerned for their friends and they wanted to go and see what was what was going on. So six arrests right then. Uh, three of them, one of them was bailed out. Two of them, I guess, agreed to PR bail and, and processed. And the other two, uh, two of the uh, three of the others refused to process. They were all taken to jail on on Saturday. Stayed two nights in jail. Then this morning were brought in for arraignments at uh, the district court. Two of the three decided to go ahead and process so they could get out on PR bail. And the third, Yadra, uh, the uh, young man who we met for the first time this year at the the Liberty Forum. Uh, he was he was sitting in the audience at the Liberty Forum and was was quicking the entire show on his uh, on his iPhone. So we we talked about him on the air at that point. But Yadra made the move to Keene after the Liberty Forum, and he is currently still in jail. So he's the one of the six that were arrested this weekend that is still currently in jail, and he's in jail as John Doe uh, at this time. He is refusing to identify himself, even though. They probably know what his name is. He's not going along with their process. And it was very difficult to hear in the court this morning just because of the way that that place is set up. It's just absolutely awful to try to hear things. And somebody was outside with like a chainsaw or a hedge trimmer, and it made it next to impossible to hear exactly what uh, what transpired. But basically, uh, you know, the, the, it was an arraignment. So the judge put in a not guilty because Yadri is not participating uh, with their process. And... We'll see what happens here, because I know Yadra is one of those people that kind of is on board with the the sovereignty movement and is willing to try some unusual tactics in court. Uh, So I'm not sure where this is going to go, but little Yadra, this guy is very, you know, skinny guy like me. Uh, He's young, too, from what I can tell, and he's now in jail. Should be interesting. And last time when Sam was in jail for 58 days, uh, they kept him in jail because he refused to identify himself. So it's very well possible that this gentleman Yadra may be, be in there, there for a for long a couple time. Of months, yeah. yeah. Which is awful, of course, and he's it in there with awful. another man, uh, Kurt uh, Kurt Hoffman, who is in for you know not playing by the the court's rules. And that's where that's why I was put in jail a year ago because I was not playing by the rules. I was uh, talking out of turn. The judge, uh, the man in the robe, has very specific rules that he uh, he goes by and if you violate that he gets very very upset and will put you is more than happy to put you in a cage uh, as a result of it so this morning uh, during that arraignment apparently and i missed this part because i was a few minutes late but during the arraignment one of the other activists was arrested and put in uh, put in jail for having a hat on in court now in the past this particular judge has allowed hats to be on in court yeah, this is this inconsistency on this issue is is worrisome to me. Well, it's typical, uh, but I just wanted to point out that the the arrests continue here in Keene. Seven people arrested within the last uh, within the last three days alone, and three of those seven are currently in jail. So we'll uh, keep you in the loop here, and of course, freekeen.com is the best best place to go uh, to get the latest on this stuff. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, first what's on your of all, B17.org. B as in boy 17? Yep, as in the bomber, B17 bomber. Okay, what about it? Well, I flew on that plane this uh, yesterday. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Now, is that a really old model, the B17? Yep, that's a World War II bomber. Uh, it's got the, uh, you know, the uh, Norton, Norton bomb site in the nose, and you can... Uh, while it's flying, you can go walk around from the uh, from the waste guns 
to the uh, to the uh, navigation area, and then up to where the pilots sit, and then from there you can go through a tunnel up into the uh, the nose of the plane where they've got uh, some more guns and uh, hmm. and a bomb site and a great big dome in the front front cool. of the plane. It is cool. It was a lot of fun. Neat. That's and, the legendary uh, um, one. The, is that the Flying Fortress? Uh, I, I know if. What's that? That is the Flying Fortress. Yeah, yeah, I've had a model of that when I was a kid. I like that one. So is this an air show or something, or you just went, you found somebody that had one of these and you knew they no, rented they, it out? they travel around. It's uh, put on by the EAA, the Experimental Aircraft Association. They have several old warbirds that they've restored and, and that wow. they uh, fly around the country. And this is one of only, I, I guess there's less than 10 flying B-17s left. That's amazing. So, so what else do you want to share plane. tonight, Gene? Well, I wanted to kind of jump in on this conversation you guys are having between you and Mark, and I see a little bit of both sides. And I'm a big tent guy, Ian, and I've talked to you in the past a little bit about being kind of a closed tent kind of person. Mm -hmm. I want everybody that's on the Freedom Bandwagon to to work together. And uh, I... I, Not going to happen. And I know it's not going to happen, but that's what I want, and I want to accept everybody who tries to work for freedom and liberty. And I've mentioned right. in the past that this thing with the cannabis is on par with the 9-11 truthers. Now, you know, I, I think Mark kind of got what I was saying. I don't think you really did. And that is that both issues are going to get some people and they're going to turn off some people. So you want... Right, well, one issue is really about them. freedom and the other really isn't about freedom. But I see where you're coming no, from. No, the other one is about... Uh, information about yeah. people who are trying to restrict your freedoms. Now, that's just as important as freedom, because if you don't understand who it is who's trying to uh, work against you and the tools that they're using, well, then, of course, you're not going to be able to effectively defeat them. So both are about issues pertaining to freedom. Maybe one is uh, more direct than the other. And I support both of them. I support you guys going out there with this cannabis thing. I think it's great. But I also agree that if you, and I've mentioned in the past, that these cops are vipers, and you have to treat them like a viper. A viper is a poisonous snake, and if you mess with that poisonous snake, it's going to bite you. So if, if your intent is to go out and get bit by the viper, that's fine. Then, you, then you've accomplished your goal. But if your intent is not to get bit by the viper, and then, you know, you wave a flag in front of the viper, and it jumps out and bites you, you only have yourself to blame. And so I, I don't support the cops in what they did, and, mm-hmm. I, and I certainly would never want to be one of these uh, jackbooted thugs. But the point is, if you wave your, you know, uh, an arm in front of a viper, he's going to bite you, and that's what these cops are. And this was and it, think, they were waving their marijuana in front of these cops. Certainly the cops and, uh, did that, and... I, You're right, Gene. I can't say it's a shocking surprise. That doesn't mean I shouldn't be outraged by it, as Mark was suggesting that I shouldn't be outraged by it. I'm I'm upset any time a peaceful person is put in a a prison cell. And I think it would have been wise to just lay off that day. You know, I mean, uh, it's obvious they've got a thing going on there. I don't... You know, I don't know how big it was. I guess it filled up the whole square. But if your goal is to achieve more than the square, this was all of Main Street, basically. It's a huge, huge festival. Uh, but if your goal is to garner attention to an issue, why would you ignore the one day when 40,000 people are on Main Street? Well, 
and that's true too. You could have like put up a booth. Uh, no, you'd have to pay for that. You'd have to pay for you know, a booth. Okay, well, you could have just uh, walked down the street, passing out literature, smoking your joints, whatever, without without being disruptive to the activity at hand. And I'm not saying that you were disruptive because I don't know. But some people are claiming you were disruptive. Well, the, we had uh, a guy with a megaphone. There was a guy with a megaphone who was giving a speech before he he lit up his joint or his bowl. Um, so some would call that disruptive, but I would point out that you can't hear that megaphone unless you're within like 50, uh, maybe 50 to 75 feet away, and you have to be close to the open end of the speaker on the megaphone. So as far as it disrupting anybody that wasn't in the immediate vicinity, I wouldn't say it was any more disruptive than somebody in a really loud Halloween costume, and there were plenty of those people there. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We walked around with an Everything is Okay sign and got really great response from people, but that's technically disruptive as well. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is on the way. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Mark, did you hear that, uh, that they're actually considering a ban on television sets in California? Um, of, of a certain size. Plasma sets because they use too much electricity above the size of, I believe, 40 inches. Something like that. Yeah. According to the L.A. Times, the influential lobby group Consumer Electronics Association is fighting what appears to be a losing battle to dissuade California regulators from passing the nation's first ban on energy-hungry big-screen televisions. According to uh, the story here, the executives for the trade group asked the members of the California Energy Commission to instead let consumers use their wallets to decide what they want to buy the most energy saving or to decide what they want to buy the most energy saving new models of liquid crystal display and plasma high definition TVs. Voluntary efforts are succeeding without regulations, according to the senior director for technology policy. Too much government interference could hamstring industry innovation and prove expensive to manufacturers and consumers. He warned. But those pleas didn't appear to elicit much support from the bureaucrats at the public hearing on the proposed rules that would set maximum energy consumption standards for televisions to be phased in over two years, beginning in January. Now, remember, this is the same place where they have, I don't know if they've actually done it, but it's been proposed, maybe they've done it by now, but they've proposed banning incandescent light bulbs. 
Uh, I think they have done light bulbs, but uh, they haven't yet implemented uh, black car the black car ban, <laughs> which I love that. that that's hilarious. The associ- um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just a bunch of people. You know, the nanny state. This is the nanny state in high gear, people. You better believe it. I mean, <laughs> you can't have a television that's, uh, you know, uses right. too much electricity, electricity that you pay for. Well, see, this is the whole idea of communism we all own all the electricity communally and we can't have you using up too much of it i'm not using your electricity i'm using my electricity because i paid for it ah uh, but mark don't you understand that uh california is having problems and has had problems with rolling blackouts and things like that's that, because so. they won't let anyone build <laughs> refineries and things like that they make exactly. it difficult for people to provide electricity to the uh you know to other people it, yeah if these television guys think the regulations on their industry are strict they should try doing a running a power company. I mean, the the, the over regulation. I mean, guess all regulation to me is over regulation. But the amount of regulations that they pile onto the power companies are insane. I mean, they're in many cases they're state run monopolies. And this and is and you the can't other, compete. The other dumb part of this is if you want a television, and a lot of people do want a a big TV with an LCD sure. uh, a display or a plasma display. It's my understanding plasma uses more electricity than LCD. But any whatever, I may be wrong. If you want one of those, and plasma is getting phased out, it's old technology at this point. Is that isn't that I said, correct? I don't know. Okay, that's my understanding too. I talked to somebody about these recently. Um, if you want one of these things, it's California isn't that big. There'll be a booming industry in Las Vegas of selling. 52-inch or whatever the biggest uh, uh, LCD screen TVs there, and people will just drive them back to their houses in California. <laughs> if, if they're in Mexico, they'll go over to Tijuana, yeah. get them, and bring them back. Now, that would be a bit harder because there'll be right. the uh, shakedown at the border. There is a shakedown at um, all California borders, as I, as I understand it anyway, but it's usually just for fruit. And you can always try the online ordering, and there's, of course, the chance that they'll beat the online uh, vendors into submission, like Amazon or something. But in, in some cases, you might be able to just order one online, so maybe they won't be able to effectively restrict that kind of uh, possibility. Yeah, but some of them, uh, some of the vendors won't care. Some of them will. I'd like to point something out here before I continue with this nonsense, because I want to share some of the quotes from the bureaucrats. But, Mark, do you remember, uh, you should remember, you have one in your house. You remember how big, you know how big those old TVs are, those old projection televisions? Yeah, I have an internal Zenith that's like 54 inches or something like that, and I think the manufacturer date was 1997 on it. It's a big, giant thing. Do you, you, you cannot move it with right. one human. Do you, does anybody really expect me to believe, these regulators really expect me to believe that that television set uses more power per, or, or uses less power per square inch? Than, of, of screen space than the new sets do? I don't know. Well, I can tell you that in my uh, my old monitor that I have, now obviously it's not a big screen comparison, but the old monitor that I used to have, the old 17-inch monitor that's a CRT-style monitor, the old-style cathode ray tube, which is what your television is at home, cathode ray tubes where they go back real deep, yeah. you know, your old television set that you, you might have. Maybe you've got the new flat screen monitors so with the LCD and the plasma. Those don't go much deeper than, you know, four, six inches, right? They're not very deep sets. Correct. But the old sets are very, very deep. That's because there's a gun, like this photon gun in the back that is mounted in the back, and it has to shoot little photons at the screen, and that, and I may be using the wrong terminology, but I believe photons are, are utilized, and those con- contact uh, the screen, which is laced with something else that lights up depending on... Anyway, that's how the basic 
a real poor job of describing the technology. But the, that, I believe, was a much more power-hungry system. My current monitor doesn't use as much uh, juice as my old 17-inch, and now I've got, you know, uh, 19 or 20 inches. So I'm getting more for my money. I'm paying less on the on the power bill. I have a nice new flat-screen monitor. Uh, the resolution is How do you nicer. know the power was, uh, I mean, how did you... Because I checked it. How did you do that? Well, you can, if you've got a uninterruptible power supply, you can actually plug things into it and you can get a readout on how many watts they're drawing. Uh, or you can just look at the device itself and see how many watts it, it draws. Okay. So I, I don't believe for a moment that uh, sets today are consuming more power. Now, maybe it's true that more people are buying larger sets these days, but I don't know if that's even the case. It may be true. That may be true. But it just I, I, I would agree with you that likely this is just somebody who doesn't like ostentatiousness. Yeah. And California is chucked full of people that don't want to see you riding an SUV, uh, don't want to see you. Even if you have a bunch of stuff you need to haul, having an SUV is an inappropriate behavior as far as they're concerned. Uh, but, I mean, is it really that much better for me to drive my little car and make several trips? This seems to bother people. Pickup trucks, I guess, are okay, but an SUV is bad. Well, It's just an enclosed pickup truck. What? It just doesn't make any sense to me. The toll-free number here, if you want to comment on this or anything you want to bring up, 800-259-9231. One of the commissioners, uh, who, by the way, they formally unveiled a proposal to require manufacturers to limit television energy consumption in the same way that's been done with refrigerators, air conditioners, and dozens of other products since the 1970s. So, as usual, they're using prior regulations to justify new ones, and this is typical of how government works. They will regulate one business, and if they get away with it, and they will, because uh, Americans are docile people, and they'll go along with whatever. They'll tell themselves stories about, oh, it's good for consumers. We need to be regulated. It protects people, blah, blah, blah. And so they'll go along with it. And so one regulation leads to another regulation leads to another regulation. One industry regulated leads to another industry regulated, and so on and so forth. Before you know it, you've got the state micromanaging every aspect of your life and business, everything. They will get their tentacles into whatever, whatever it is that you do, just give them time. They're busy with someone else right now. Maybe they've left you alone and your business or your product or service alone. Give them time. Right. And you're not uh, – this is what the, the, the people that would, would limit uh, people driving uh, SUVs and buying big televisions and all that stuff. You know, what they don't understand is they may live a simple life or whatever, but the states after things like, uh, you know, how vegetables are grown and if the proper fertilizers are used and things like that, they don't want you growing in manure. They don't want you to be able to get raw milk. They don't want you to get uh, eggs that haven't been uh, stamped by the proper authorities. They don't want you to get these kind of foods that you may want to treat yourself with. The, or, uh, the, the, the government, whether it's the state or local government or whatever, doesn't want you to you be able to use natural remedies. They would rather you go to the American Medical Association approved doctor. These, these same laws are used against people like this th- th- that are using them. And it, it's just, it's sad that people have not yet figured it out. They just want to control other people's behavior. Yep, they sure do. And I, I'll give you their justification for all of this in a moment. And it's, it's amazing. And so backwards and really just shows how insane government is. Well, I'll talk about that, but uh, but first, the story is that, uh, that the California has estimated 35 million televisions and related electronic devices account for about 10% of all household electricity consumption. And they're talking about how, well, tightening efficiency, uh, using new technology materials should result in zero increased cost to consumers. 
But what's happening is they're essentially grabbing onto an already existing trend. Mm. Companies want to reduce power consumption. It's in their interest. We'll explain in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. Live streams are there. Get a webcam and a broadband version of the show, as well as a dial-up version. It's all there for you. Listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can get the phone numbers. For the Free Talk Live listen lines, actually the phone number uh, for the Free Talk Live listen lines, it's one number, but there's more lines than, I guess, there's so many lines. Like, we've been challenged by the provider of this to try to get as many people to call that number at the same time as possible, just to make sure it can handle it, but... They, what they're saying is it can handle a whole lot of calls. So uh, one of the ways you can listen now is the brand-new Listen Lines, which allows you to tune into Free Talk Live from any phone that can dial long distance. Pretty cool. Uh, head over to listen.freetalklive.com to get all the details. And also know this. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose, and in every genre, Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download when you sign up today. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and uh, get your free audiobook. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. As we continue here, the story is out of California where they're actually looking at regulating television sets of a certain size because there's some group of bureaucrats is saying, take too much energy. And so it's we're probably not bureaucrats him. originally. It's probably some do-gooder, uh, patchouli-wearing, long-haired hippie is what my guess would be. Oh, I don't know. But I'm not gonna, going to say who's doing this, but some bureaucrats are doing it now. And the reasoning? Get this. According to the story here, they want to save power, right? They want to save power. And here's their justification. If all the TVs in the state of California met the standards... California could avoid the $600 million cost of building a natural gas-fired power plant. As if California has to pay that cost. If they would just let someone build that plant, they would. That is just it. This is why one of the reasons why the state is just so backwards from the way things would normally be. Because the... The power world, the, uh, the the world of providing the utility power service, is so strictly regulated. In this case, they're talking about how California would have to build the, the plant. So it sounds to me like it's a almost completely state-run thing over there. I don't know if there's some of them are good old boys, uh, you know, with a private company that's just got a government-granted monopoly. That's normally how it works in most places. Or if it's actually California, maybe somebody could dig that. Maybe Mark, you could Wikipedia California's power company situation. But uh, just because I'm curious to find out how 
how bad it is. It sounds awful over there. But if you had a marketplace that was actually competing to provide power services, this would not happen. There would be nobody, nobody who is running a company would say, like Walmart, can you imagine Walmart being, you'd have to, it, you have to kind of just transfer over into Bizarro world to even imagine this, because Walmart would have to have no, no uh, competition to even make this statement. But can you imagine Walmart spreading all its stores all across the country as we know Walmart today, being in some sort of alternative universe where Walmart's the only way that you can buy all of the products that Walmart sells? And Walmart just saying, you know, if uh, we could just force everybody to come over to our store uh, 30 miles down the road, we wouldn't have to build one here in so-and-so, fill in the blank, right? California has private uh, electrical companies. Very strange. Well, they're, they're, they're probably they, what the the government will do. These these statists will do will is often uh, like they're doing it with the medical debate currently. We could save such and such number of dollars in the medical industry if we just implement you know this government program, as though mm-hmm. the government has ever saved a dollar doing yeah. anything. Um, so they'll what they'll say is that anything spent in the marketplace is essentially money spent by the public in general. The public could spend money more efficiently by spending it through the government. So the government will step in and save everyone money. But it doesn't ever, ever, ever work like that because the money spent in the the marketplace is spent voluntarily. Right. And when Walmart goes and builds another store, it's to serve its customers. It's to serve an increased demand. Walmart or whatever store we're talking about that is a chain is expanding uh, you know, they want to expand their customers. Maybe it's not even a chain. Maybe it's just a local mom and pop. They want to knock down the wall in the, you know, the, to, in their uh, in their strip mall. That say uh, the next spot next to them opens up, and they want to knock the wall down and expand their store by fifty percent or or double their size or something like that. They're doing that because it's something they expect will meet demand, and that they'll be able to make it work economically. They have an incentive to uh, to do these things to satisfy their customers. In this case, California's got it all backwards, and you're saying they're privately owned, but clearly, just like an situation they're heavily regulated mm. and probably given a monopoly status so the only way mon- walmart would ever say something like all you customers have to come down to this store way over across you know 35 miles away would be if they were the monopoly and you couldn't go anywhere else but thankfully you can go to target and kmart and the other places i guess it's sears now uh, there's still some kmarts out there there are some kmarts still um but uh, you know you can go to one of the competitors and so therefore walmart has to say crap we do need to build another store. Let's go ahead and do it because we can make this work. And in the same way, if power companies were un, were not regulated by the state, if competition was it was allowed, and new and business entrepreneurs could get into that uh, that world and could create a competing power company to the existing monopoly, that business owner would come in and say six hundred million dollars, no problem. They'd lay down the cash and they they'd come up with a marketing plan and they would they would look at it and they'd say. First of all, we could probably build a thing for 200, uh, 200 million because the state's estimates on what they build things at is always higher. So we'll put a plan together for two hundred million and we'll sell the power cheaper than the uh, well, the current companies selling it. And they would they would speculate. Maybe they'd be wrong. Maybe they'd lose their butts. But even if they lost their money in that particular uh, case, then it would be their money that's on the line power, and not not power companies money. are a particularly tough issue because they use the public right of way for the transfer of their power. I'm not saying that there couldn't be more competition, and I wish that there was more competition, but it does make it very difficult saying, uh, you know, that, well, these there's these polls, and I think that most of the polls were either put up by the power company or the phone company, or yeah. and they weren't put up by the, the city, but these True. polls happen to be on public property, which belongs to everybody, yeah. and and to put 
power line after if there were five competing power companies in a given uh, area, each one of them put, wanted to put their uh, line on a given pole. If I were a power company, I'd say no. You're not putting yours unless it's going to cost you money. I, you know, it's it's it's. I'm it's not. A tough I'm not issue. saying it's easy, but it's something the market Currently, can handle. Well, the marketplace hasn't been able to handle it up to this point in that it's... The marketplace it hasn't is, been allowed to try. Uh, well, yes, it is. It's legal for me to deliver power to your house as long as I don't do it over those lines. See, that's the is problem. It? Sure, I can bring you 12-volt, 12, uh, you know, big old 12-volt uh, big batteries Could here you, to run whoa, your house whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, Could you build a power plant and power an entire neighborhood? Without um, using their lines. Well, how would you do that? Dig in a trench or something like that. Well, you'd still have to do it on the public right of way. I see. Where would you, how are you going to dig those? I mean, how are you so going to do it? So the market is not allowed to operate in this area. That's well, what it's I'm because, saying. It's because the government owns the poles, right. and that makes it very difficult. They, they only want them. one. They, they only want. Well, it has to be beautiful, you know. And there's only can we get all those electrical companies with all whatever. Those, but yeah. the point I'm making is still sound, and that is it that is. in the marketplace, this justification of well, if we just reduce the power you're using, we won't have to build a new power plant. It's completely backwards from yes. the way the market would work. In the marketplace, somebody would say, wow, there's a real demand for power around here. I'll go ahead and build something that will supply that demand, and I will make a profit off of it. 800-259-9231. Or they'll lose his, he'll lose all of his investment trying to make a profit off of it. Either way, uh, the consumer benefits. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. On our website, you'll find all kinds of free stuff, including the chat room. Go to chat.freetalklive.com. Get interactive with some of our listeners. Best times during the show, but it's open all the time. Chat.freetalklive.com. And have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? Well, you should. He's five days of firearms training waiting for you, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. That's FrontSight.com. All right, uh, so let's continue here. I've got a. Uh, we started the show out talking about cannabis. And there's a related story that we haven't talked about yet. It happened a few days ago, and this is this is one of those must-discuss stories or must-share. Uh, Bismarck, North, North Dakota. Mark, did this one come across your desk? A 51-year-old grandfather who grows garbanzo beans and other crops in midwestern North Dakota was among the protesters arrested for planting hemp seeds on the lawn of the Federal Drug Enforcement Administration offices. Yep. I saw that. Heroic. Wayne Hodge... And five other people were arrested Tuesday for trespassing and part of a group of about 20 protesting on the ban or protesting the ban on growing hemp, said authorities in Arlington, Virginia. 
Hemp, which is used to make paper, lotion, and other products, is related to the illegal drug marijuana. Indeed, it is. Uh, in fact, it was uh, hemp that was the motivation for the banning, uh, for the creating of the, the laws that ban marijuana or ban cannabis. Uh, it was hemp. That was the great threat to William Randolph Hearst and right. the other industrialists like DuPont that lobbied to ban this the, product. The problem with marijuana, at, at least t- to some extent, and perhaps it would be that if it wasn't if it wasn't for this fact, it wouldn't have been made illegal. But one of the big problems with marijuana is not that it's mind altering. It's that the plant itself is such a huge uh, uh you know, it's uh, danger to people who want to use trees, people who own trees, tree farmers, mm-hmm. uh, f- as, as far as paper production. Hemp is perfect for producing paper. It's, and, um, you know, obviously makes great ropes and, and many, many other fibrous sort of uh, uh, businesses. But, you know, all the, all the greenies wouldn't be worried. The tree wouldn't be the central focus of the green movement if hemp were legal. That's true. Uh, indeed, proponents argue it contains too little of the mind-altering chemical THC to make people high. You you couldn't smoke an entire tree or entire weed of hemp and uh, and get high. You'd pi- you'd pass out from the smoke inhalation before anything happened as far as any uh, intoxication. Hogg and David uh, and David Monson, a Republican state legislator and farmer from Osnabrück. North Dakota received the North Dakota's first state licenses to grow industrial hemp in 2007, but they've never received approval from the DEA, which considers hemp a drug. They've sued the DEA, and their case has been before the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for about a year after a federal judge in Bismarck dismissed it and told the farmers to take their case to Congress. You might say this is outside of my normal character, and I don't intend to make it a practice, said the 51-year-old grandfather. Uh, In a phone interview, after spending about five hours in jail, he says, My interest here was to show that hemp is just a crop. Hemp is not a drug. The Hemp Industries Association, which has been lobbying lobbying lawmakers on Capitol Hill to allow the growing of hemp for industrial uses, said it's the first time the protesters engaged in civil disobedience. And I hope it won't be the last. Good for these people. I hope that uh, they garner a lot of attention uh, for their efforts and maybe... Something will change as a result of what they're doing. DEA officials did not return telephone calls for comment. And why should they? I mean, what do they have to say? They, have, they owe nothing to you people. Right. They don't, they don't have to comment. You're going to keep paying taxes uh, if you're a tax-paying type of person. You'll likely keep paying regardless of whatever the DEA, uh, DEA says. Well, even and if you don't pay taxes, the gov- they work for the federal government. The federal government will just print the money to give to them. And if they were to call back the reporter on a story about hemp, they're going to be asked questions about hemp. Oh, you know, uh, Mr. DEA agent, we, we were told by the farmers that uh, hemp you can't, even... If you do smoke hemp, you won't get high. What's the problem? Right. Oh, what do you, do, what do you say to that as a DEA agent? I mean, DEA agents it's are known for lying. It's too close to marijuana. It's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, well, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of drugs that are close to cocaine and heroin that are they're, they're, they're legal for people. Why well, can't yeah, this one be legal? They, they it's unacceptable. Right. They wouldn't be able to answer the questions in any acceptable manner, so they're just avoiding it. The president of Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps, David Bronner from Escondido, California, said his company's been using hemp for a decade in its products. The company imports hemp from Europe and Canada, but Bronner said he'd like to buy it from U.S. farmers. With a weak dollar and the cost of freight, it's something we should be able to source in the United States. Indeed, if you wanted to, I mean, hemp farming would be so incredibly economical. It's not. It's a weed, people. It's not hard to grow. No, you just spread the seeds. I, I had a house once uh, where I was just throwing my seeds out in the backyard, and they just 
they just came up all over the place. I had to run them over with a lawnmower before the neighbors saw them. And according to the story, Bonner says he and Hogg and other four Hoff, Hoff, I might be mis- mispronouncing that, Hoff and other four uh, and four others dug several holes on the lawn of the DEA headquarters and planted about a thousand hemp seeds. That that must have taken a while. You'd think. Um, Hoff said he was one of two farmers arrested. The other was Will Allen from Vermont. He dug a better hole than anyone, said uh, Bronner. Their trip was paid for by Vote Hemp, the lobbying arm of the hemp industry. So good. Uh, that's great that they've got enough, I guess, organization to actually fund a a trip to D.C. for civil disobedience. How often does that happen? I don't know. I would. I mean, it seems like a pretty good idea to me. Yeah, I don't live in Washington D.C. So, thank goodness. Uh, so maybe I'm just not on my. You know, I don't have my finger on the pulse of D.C. civil disobedience. But I don't feel like there's much civil disobedience that goes on in Washington D.C. You know, the per the pro the protests they have there are all pull, uh, pulling permits. They're all bowing down to the man just to protest in D.C. Actual civil disobedience happening in D.C. This may be a first for a long time, at least. I'm sure there's been civil disobedience, but I would it, hope it, so. It, it, th- this is a big deal, as far as I'm concerned. I'm glad that they. I'm glad they did it. Ha, uh, Hoff, who lives in Ray, a town of about 500 people, says uh, he still has 400 acres of beans to harvest at home. Would like to add hemp to his other crops, and he said he has a other. He and other hemp proponents are frustrated by the lack of progress in legalization. You know, I wonder if people are saying things like, "Hey, you need to stop all that civil disobedience and work within the system, Mister." You know, the system exists for a reason. It's there to, you know, if you don't like the rules, change them. Don't get upset at these people for being slow. It's just the way things are. You could get in and make it faster, right? I think that, um, are, are you referring to my uh, disagreement with the... Uh, I'm not referring to anything okay. in particular beyond the, the typical counter from people that don't like civil disobedience. I'm not talking about you in this case, Mark, but it's a typical counter. There are people uh, here in Keene, for instance, that are just regular Keeneyacs that have a problem with people doing civil disobedience. Sure. They're, they're Those upset. people are easily silenced with, was Rosa Parks wrong? Was no, Gandhi wrong? No, they aren't. They always say that, oh, no, that doesn't have anything to do with this. Well, that's because you can't get them on, uh, you can't interact with them one-on-one. If you interact with them, you know, directly, you can bombard them. If you're dealing with them on the Internet forums, which I just think is a waste of time. I yeah. don't even spend any time dealing with people. Like I have no intention of talking to them. Um, I, I, you know, you're, you're never going to quarter anybody there. According to this story, uh, one of the uh, one of the National Farmers Union uh, executives had this to say: He didn't strike me as the kind of guy uh, kind of guy who'd wind up in jail. He's a rational kind of guy. He's an accountant for crying out loud, and a farmer. See, now this is interesting because. It really shows you that maybe once the government pushes somebody too far, and I and I don't support violence. I don't want to suggest that I'm supporting violence here. I don't. I think peaceful um, disobedience and non-cooperation is, is a real way to accomplish things. It just goes to show you that the people who will come out and do civil disobedience will come from all corners. This guy is a mild-mannered accountant and farmer, and nobody would expect him to go and, and put his freedom on the line for a plant. Who would possibly do such a thing? That's the, the the attitude of this guy. Why would I'm surprised that he would do something like that? Well, this guy's fed effing up with the system, and he's saying to himself, "Well, maybe I can do this, and this will help move things along." I think that civil disobedience, used in the right context, is is powerful and a good idea. 
So do you like this one then? The what? Yes, the, the yes, DEA. I think I made that clear. Yes, I, I really do like this. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And the average person can do it with just marijuana seeds in front of the police station. They sure could. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want, though. This time of year, wintertime, not a good good idea. To oh, play. it's even better. Really? Yeah, it'll come up in the spring. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments, enough time for your calls. If you make them now, 800-259-9231. Hey, do you want to help out Free Talk Live? You enjoy the program? One of the ways you can do it is by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We will take your three bucks a month, that's all we're asking for, and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. That's valuable to you, and it's worth the price of a cup of Starbucks coffee less than that uh, in one month's time. Then head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. It's all there. AMP.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us, and it's just a few bucks from you. Let's continue with your phone calls here. Talk to Mike in Maryland. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Mike. Uh, Hey, guys. My question is um, how the the Free Talk Live show is set up. Like I've heard that, Ian, you're the owner of the show, and Mark is is um just you know employed by you or something How does I don't employ work? anybody um I was the originator of the idea I don't necessarily think I own the idea of free talk live so you know the if you wanted to start your own free talk live and try to compete with us on that basis yeah, I wouldn't sue you or anything like that. I, I don't necessarily believe in intellectual property, but there is the reality of who's doing the work, and I'm the one doing uh, the affiliate relations work for the show. That means that I contact radio stations during the daytime hours, and I uh, work on getting them to pick up the show, and I've been doing that for several years now. And uh, uh, you make sure that the, all the blinking boxes will operate. And it's kind of the engineering to, side. Yeah. yeah, I take care of the technical stuff. All the computer IT stuff. I have people that I uh, contract with to take care of the real techie tech stuff, but I can I can handle plugging things in and getting things set up. And but the real working. engine that moves any business is sales. <laughs> and um, it, for Ian, wisely made the choice to give up his uh, commercial time that he had with from the show that he created to uh, you know in exchange for an, an extraordinary award-winning sales uh, representative. That uh, that salesperson owns the commercial time between when you hear the voices and all that stuff on Free Talk Live. So that, and some of it, obviously, some of the rest is, is owned by, you know, Genesis Communications and the local uh, affiliates on, on which you may be listening to Free Talk Live. So I own Free Talk Live's spots, and I sell those, and then, you know, together we split the money in order to make this business work. And our co-hosts are wonderful uh, people that come in on essentially a voluntary basis, which is why you don't really hear significant regularity between some of them. I mean, Gardner Goldsmith is frequently here on Mondays, but sometimes he isn't because he's got to drive a ways to to get here, and he does it uh, for us 
presumably because he enjoys, you know, he loves radio and enjoys getting on the air, and uh, it's a great, great opportunity to talk about his, you know, what his ideas and spread them uh, to our audience. And we've got other folks during the week as well, uh, various different people that come on the air and kind of give the show a little bit of different flavor on a nightly basis, uh, bring a slightly different perspective into the panel, and they all do it because of their own reasons for whatever they are. Maybe it's just to get experience at uh, doing radio or sitting behind a microphone, and and who knows, maybe take that somewhere someday. Maybe they just do it for fun. Maybe they just do it to, to help out the show, but I really certainly do appreciate every single one of them. If you want to get down to brass tacks as to who can fire whom, um, and that would Yeah, kind that's of, kind of what I was going to ask next, is uh, if Ian could fire Mark or something like that. Ian is the program director of Free Talk Live. He decides what goes on the air. He is the bottom line, decides who what goes on the air and what doesn't. He tends to be... Uh, sort of, uh, you know, generous, and uh, the the co-hosts that come in get to to talk about what they want. He's a little more strict with me because I certainly uh, I get a lot more time than than they do. So if I want to, you know, bring something on he doesn't want to talk about, then you know it, it probably won't hit. Ultimately, I can veto anybody you come to me with uh, with a sales uh, gig. Like if you walk to me with some sort of thing that's the, really from the army or something like that, I that, could say no. That's a possibility, certainly. But um, when if it came to firing, Ian can fire me off of the air. He cannot fire me from the role of uh, the guy who you know sells the ads because I own okay so ian would ian's at that point once he gets rid of his star his crappy little show probably will go to hell anyway uh, so <laughs> i won't want to sell ads for him but you know that's that, that that as the case may be all right thanks guys well i could also refuse every single advertiser you bring me but that would be crazy because then i wouldn't be getting checks uh, yeah that would that would yeah. be dumb um to uh to, yeah. to do that yeah. it, could, it could though if i if i wanted to and that would be very frustrating to you and you'd probably quit after at some point right and uh you know having been on air for uh seven years now and built the name that i have i likely could go to you know any number of uh syndicates and get my own darn show and do my own darn maybe thing you could. If, i don't know if maybe that's what got, i wanted to do maybe you've got the name for that i don't know if i've got the name for that i don't know if i could oh, walk I don't over mean, to some other I, syndicate you, you don't think gcn would give me my own show if i asked for it oh maybe Maybe. Yeah. I mean that that would be as simple and as you'd pie. You'd have to put together all your own black boxes, your right. blinking boxes. Right. And that's really the that's really the issue is um, for one, you can't sell ads or don't want to, don't have, don't the, have certainly time. don't have the time, and probably and certainly aren't going to be as good at it as I am. No, just, definitely not. Just you are not. the man at that. And I can't make those boxes flashing, flashing boxes work. I don't want to. I have no desire to make those things happen. It's a good partnership. I mean, I have to deal with your fascism from time to time, but otherwise. And it's I good. have to work with the it's mentally good. ill, so it's 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 fair. <laughs> All right, that answers your question, Mike. He's gone. He's, yeah, so oh, he's there. Yes, well, yeah, you're, you're you're there. I haven't okay, dropped. Okay, yeah, well, one last thing is, so there's not like a program director or anything. Do what? So that would be Ian. Is there like a program director or is that Ian? Well, I mean, yeah. if you want to use that term, yeah, I mean, I direct the direction of the show in that I decide which call to take next and what. Ultimately, will you're be, the PD. There's no doubt we'll that you're the PD the, of the show, right? PD for so a show, I guess is. I suppose like a producer then, like some radio shows have a producer. There is no producer. I mean, we have some some people online that'll send us useful things. Uh, There's the board operator at uh, GCN is probably the closest we have. We have we have a producer in that respect. Yeah, that's I mean, true. They, they work very hard on on that. But end. they're not out scrounging content or anything like that, or rounding up guests or anything. No, so they're they're a technical okay. producer, but not a content producer. How about that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, thanks. Hey, cool. glad I could help. Anything else? 
Uh, no, that's it. All right, appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you, 800-259-9231. And in, some people are bewildered, Mark, and, and you know this, that in the industry, they're they're just blown away that two guys can run a, a syndicated radio show. They are. <laughs> it, well, people uh, like Mike, it sounds like, are bewildered that two guys can work, uh, you know, work together as equals, not be partners in the sense of... Uh, you know that they own a a 50/50 on in a business because we don't own 50/50 in a business you didn't want to do that in the very beginning and i think there we is came no up, corporation of free talk live right, there isn't free talk exist. live is a radio show it's yeah. uh, you know that's that's all there is you know you've got your business and the stuff you do and i've got my business and the stuff that i do and and our business is co-mingle and either one of us could uh, stop that relationship and that's fine i think free talk live may be registered down in florida as a business name I think I had to do that to open up uh, a fictitious uh, name, yeah. Right, right. It was like the most basic thing. It's not even really a corporate registration or anything like that. Uh, but I think I had to do that in order to open up an internet bank account. Mm-hmm. And that was before I made the move to uh, to New Hampshire, where I opened a local bank account. They didn't even care. I just went into the local bank and said, uh, "I want to open up an account and put this name on it." I showed them my ID, so I had to. That's the only kind of identifying information I had to show was my personal ID. They would have let me put any sort of alternative doing business as name on that. Account account, which was amazing to me. It was really easy to get a bank account. So uh, so never really went through any significant uh, government paperwork to create Free Talk Live and never intend to. Let's continue with your phone calls. Jeremy's in Rhode Island. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeremy, what's on your mind? Hey, Ian. Um, Mark, um, okay. When I was a kid, there were, these, there were these cats in my neighborhood that would beat up my cat. Ew. So me and my dad, we built a little box with a with a string system, and we'd mm-hmm. sit in the basement and, you know, trap a cat, and then, you know, we'd take it, and we'd release it, like, 50 miles away. Cool. So, um, is this the neighbor's cat? I, I don't know. Was, Somebody's. You know how people are. They'll, they'll buy cats, and then they'll, like, raise cats, and I don't know. Well, don't let your damn cat outside if you don't want it to be kidnapped. Catnapped, I suppose. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, what I was thinking is that maybe Mark could put this idea to use to catch the pot protesters. Huh? Um, what? Uh, I got more questions about your cat trapping thing. I have no intention of catching pro- pot pro- protesters. They they don't enter into my life very much. Um, the the Get most your I question have to... out quick. What's We're that? Running out of time. Question okay. Um, my question is the, the the your cat. Did they go on other people's lawns? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we got to let you go. I'm sorry, man. No, I don't think it's cool up. to catch other people's cats at your house and release them elsewhere. The cats were beating up his cat. But w- w- where were they doing it? I mean, cats cats are cats. They don't respect property well, lines. Yeah, I Ian. don't think you should let your cat out, first of all. I think he's at, at fault for letting his cat out in the first place. If you don't want your cat to get killed or beaten mm-hmm. up, leave it inside your house where it's safe. If if you're letting your cat out, then it's at risk from some pretty right. bad stuff. Uh, you know, I've I've lived in neighborhoods where the the tacit agreement is it's okay for your cat to you know be out and go on other people's property, and their yeah. cats are going to be out and go on your property. Cats aren't particularly destructive animals, um, comparative to say dogs that might dig holes. Usually, dogs dig holes on their own owner's property, not not your own. But I mean, you know, dogs tend to get territorial, and and, and they don't respect their own property lines. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Minnesota. Ten seconds. Last thoughts, Kevin. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Just don't forget White Plume on the Pine Ridge Reservation, who is trying to go up against the system with the planting of the hemp. Call us and tell us more about it tomorrow night. We're out of time. See you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. 
The following edition of the Mark Interview Series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark Edge with uh, yet another installment of my interview series. And today I'm bringing you a uh, visitor from... Well, Great Britain. It's Dr. Sean Gabb, and he's director of the Libertarian Alliance over there. Dr. Gabb, are you there? I'm indeed. I'm not. Excellent. Now, um, things tend to be a little different over there. What you guys call a liberal and what we call a liberal is a little different. What you guys call a conservative and what we call call a conservative is a little different. So I'm just wondering, how similar are libertarians over there to libertarians over here in the United States? And do you know? Well, the uh, I mean, a conservative is very much culture-bound. A conservative believes in preserving the culture and the political establishment with which you grew up. Yeah. And since the cultural and political establishments in England and America are rather different, it means that conservatives are rather different. Got it. Liberal in England means liberal in the old-fashioned sense. Uh, liberal in America means socialist, as far as I can tell. But uh, when it comes to libertarianism, that is, um, that is an ideology, an abstract ideology, and it's pretty much the same everywhere. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that uh, we were talking about the same stuff here. <laughs> well, uh, we are indeed, don't we? Okay. So um, what the, the Libertarian Alliance, that's, uh, that's not a political party over there, then, and, and why not, I guess? We're not a political party because we, um, we looked at the experience of the American Libertarian Party. We were not impressed, and so we decided to form ourselves as a non-party organization, which would do many things but not stand for election. So, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the National Libertarian Party hasn't had a lot of luck, and actually some local Libertarian parties may have had a minute amount of luck, say, getting somebody elected to dog catcher or something like that, but by and large... Libertarian parties yeah. haven't had a lot of luck here in the United States. No. Well, the reason why Libertarian parties don't have much luck is because we are swimming against the tide. The media is generally hostile or, or incredulous. <clears throat> and um, the other thing is that we are libertarian activists and ideologists. And you get three or four libertarians around a table and try to work at a party program, and it will not be a big success. There'll be people saying, oh, we've got to go easy on the, uh, yeah, got to go easy on the drugs thing. No, no, we must legalize heroin tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we've got to legalize incest tomorrow. We've got to legalize sex with dead people tomorrow. And I'll be saying, no, no, I think we should be pressing more on the economic stuff. No, you get these arguments all the time. And um, if you're running a political party, you must have those arguments because you must have an agreed set of principles and policies to put before the electorate. Whereas when you're the Libertarian Alliance, you just say whatever comes into your mind. And uh, the only thing that we require is you say it very loudly. Hmm. So we don't, we don't want people to vote for us. So we don't care what they think of us. So how do you guys uh, affect policy over there in Great Britain? Um, how do we affect policy? Uh, we affect policy in various ways. Um, we do every so often have quite a splash in the media because uh, we make fun of politicians. We laugh and we sneer at them. Hmm. We treat them like the dirt they are. But, but something else we do, which is much more permanently important, is we stretch the boundaries of debate. Um, 
classic example, there are lots of debates, classic example back in the mid-90s when the government here went for um, the, the seizure of all guns. Now, you, you had the mainstream shooters' rights organizations saying, oh, we believe that the current law gets the balance just about right. Most people have prevented from having guns, but we can still have them, and we, you know, we defend the status quo. You had the gun grabber saying, no, no, if the life of one child is saved, no one should have an air gun. Yeah. And uh, without us, that would have been the whole spectrum of debate with the shooters' rights organizations as the extremists. And then we came along saying, no, no, an adult should be able to walk into a gun shop and without producing any identification or permit, be able to buy as many guns or as much ammunition as he can afford and be able to use it to kill burglars. And uh, we said that on television and on the radio, and that immediately stretched the debate. The, um, you know, the establishment shooters' rights organizations were suddenly in the center. Now, we lost that one because there was just so much enormous pressure against us. But we do this all the time with taxes, um, with, with regulation, with, with licensing laws, with drug control, all the rest of it. We are a nice, reliable, radical organization and because we are around, we thereby make all of the more um, centrist organizations seem so much more sensible. We stretch the boundaries of debate, thereby shifting the center further towards where we would like it to be. It makes perfectly good sense. Um, do you get a lot of airtime? Because here in the, the United States, uh, many libertarian organizations are just com by and large completely ignored by the media. Oh, no, no. We get about two or three hours a week. Um, I must admit that the state-owned and pro-Labour BBC has always been very generous towards us. Hmm. Um, I, I turned down uh, a spot on BBC Radio 5 so I could be on with you earlier. Uh, I, I gave it the chance of reaching a, a million people. And uh, let me think. It's, uh, I've done about four radio spots this week. I did quite a big television uh, spot a few weeks ago. It was so big that people wandered up to me in the street and said, did I see you on television earlier, which shocked me as it was Sunday morning. Uh, but we get a lot of coverage over here. Wow. I'm really I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I must say this. It's, nothing like that is going on here in the United States. Uh, they're just of the opinion you know, that, that libertarians are just, you know, crackpot wingnuts and, and should, should be ignored. Yeah, I'm surprised by that because you apparently have a much more diverse media than we have. But we find we do we, we really do find the British media to have been much more receptive to libertarian ideas, especially over the past 15 years, than in almost any other country. My, my European libertarian friends tell me that they can't get any kind of coverage. Um, but uh, we do. In fact, we're so spoiled for choice that we've been thinking about internet radio for years, but uh, we haven't bothered because... By and large, it would be nice to do, but it's not the most important thing around this to things to do. Yeah. Whereas I know that in America, you, you must have internet radio, otherwise you get no um, outreach on air. It's, it's, it's the gosh darned truth. So um, how mm. many member, uh, like, uh, I, I don't know whether you have members of your organization. How many members do you have? No. We don't have members. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have members because we don't like the whole model of parties and associations in that sense. Uh, once you start having members, they start saying, oh, I have certain legal rights to be consulted. I want a conference. I want to vote on whether we should legalize drugs before we legalize guns, what have you. Right. No, we have subscribers. 
you send us some money every month or every year, and um, you are assisting with the work of the Libertarian Alliance, and the work of the Libertarian Alliance is whatever I and the other executive committee members decide it to be. Is it by and large getting on uh, media outlets? It would seem to me that would be the way to go. Um, we, as I said, we get a lot of media outreach. Yeah, yeah. I did, and I won't say what I've done recently, but uh, you know, quite a lot. And the point is that, of course, if our subscribers say, Sean, you shouldn't be saying this, you can't say that, I will listen to them and consider it. But by and large, what we decide to do is what we do. And what a subscriber does is to buy into an existing model without necessarily acquiring an influence over how that model operates. Now, um... It sounds rather authoritarian, rather top-down, but that's how it works. And to be honest, that's how any effective political organization works. Well, I would, I, I, it makes sense, perfectly good sense to me. If you're trying to ask people about how they want to run an organization, the more people you ask, the longer it's going to take to get anything done because... Everybody's got a different agenda. Um, I mean, mm. what you need to do is you need to have some doers with their feet on the ground and then um, other people to fund them if they like what they're doing. And that's a, that's yeah. a model that'll work. Well, that's the model that we adopted about 25 years ago. And by and large, it has worked. Uh, the only real limitation on the work we do is that, uh, well, we have other work to do. Uh, I mean... Our total budget, uh, our total cash flow is about uh, 15, maybe 20,000 pounds a year. And I know that there are many American free market organizations which would spend that on coffee or parking. Yeah. We don't, we don't take salaries. There is no money for salaries. If I drive, if I drive 300 miles round trip to the speech, I pay for the petrol. Um, that's it. We we, um, we we claim for internet expenses, and that's really about it. Hmm. I'm impressed that you pay for the, ge- uh, the for the gas, but uh, I you know it seems uh, like with the yeah. with uh, fifteen or twenty thousand pounds, you should be able to pay some, pay somebody's gas. But uh, you know what? Your organization, I'm not going to tell you how to run it. Um, we have better things to spend the money on. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see some stuffs getting done. At the very least, that you're getting some some media coverage, which isn't really happening um, here by the major media. That's why we had to start a nationally syndicated radio show on 53 stations of a libertarian bin mm-hmm. because nobody was going to talk about it elsewise. No, it's impressive when you do that. Um, uh, you know, our problem is a we don't have the money to do that, and uh, it may not be that expensive to set up an internet radio station. But you know yourself, you then need content, and you need to sit doing it, and that's time, which means money. We don't have it. But the other reason is that ultimately, although we love to do, we don't really need it uh, because we. If I send it a news release. I'll do, I'll do two BBC radio interviews straight off on the back of that. We get we get the coverage. Indeed, uh, you know we get coverage in the national newspapers. Other articles for the Times, the um, Independent, the Guardian, or many of the known newspapers. Got a big piece coming out in Gay Times next week about drug legalisation. Wow, 
I think the time is what the name suggests it is. Yeah, I, you guys are uh, you guys are getting a lot of coverage. It's it's very impressive. Do you think anything is getting is is it swaying the debate much, or do you think they're the the media is using you by and large as uh, as sideshow freaks? By the way, I'd love to be sideshow freaks on the media. I'm just I'm not, I'm not insulting where you're coming from. I'm just wondering if it's having any effect. We don't talk about sideshow freaks. We talk about dancing bears, which I think is much the same thing. Yes. Of course, that's what they use us for. Um, the media people are not tremendously interested in having a balanced debate. Uh, they're interested in having a balanced debate and an entertaining debate. Yeah. Um, but uh, are we swaying opinions? Well, the short answer is no, because we have this enormously powerful hegemonic ideology, um, which is running this country and has been running it for at least 70 years now, and uh, you know, to, to um, start shouting at that doesn't get you very far in the short term. What we're hoping is that um, over the long term, when everything else has been shown to fail, people might start listening to us or to our grandchildren. But um, if you want me to come and say, you know, we've done, we did 600 hours of radio last year and we have managed to stop this act of parliament going through and this leading politician is now saying, I agree with figures provided by the Libertarian Alliance. Well, no, that was nonsense. We're not doing anything of the sort. When the politicians do mention their name, it is with a kind of horrified disgust. <laughs> but at least they mention us. At least they mention us. Hey, but, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I'm amazed at, at, at the kind of success you are having. I, I really didn't expect to hear what I'm hearing, <laughs> Dr. Gab. I, I'm, I, I'm actually kind of stunned that you're getting the kind of media attention that you are getting. And, and being able, at the very least, being able to frame the debate, as you said, you, you stretch yeah. the boundaries of the debate. And that, that is hugely valuable, especially in a country like Great Britain where we would, here in the United States, consider them more socialized than we are. So, I, you know, yeah. I mean, just being able to do that is, is tremendously valuable. Well, yes, we're stretching debate, uh, we're flying the flag, but as I said, if I told you we were winning in any meaningful sense, I, I wouldn't be telling the truth. Sure. What we are doing is um, is a desperate rearguard action, but we're you know we're doing our best. Yeah, I you know uh, I would say that until I moved here for the Free State Project, uh, that that's what sort of libertarians everywhere here in the United States were doing. I think that there's been a a sea change since um, say around 2005, 2006 here in the United States, where things are beginning to change and people are beginning to to see some of the ideas of liberty on maybe maybe a national basis, but at least here in New Hampshire where we moved for the Free State Project um, is, you know, I'm, I'm seeing daily people doing things for liberty and getting news, and, and, and so it, it feels like something's happening around here. I can't point well, to I'm too much. To What's I'm that? glad to hear that. Yep. Uh, over here, we're talking about going down with a sinking ship. <laughs> well, at least you go with the flag flying. Uh, singing me and my God to thee. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you want to talk the uh, to tell the American uh, listeners about the Liberty Alliance, Doctor Sean Gab? Um, well, you know, the Libertarian Alliance has been going for thirty years now. Uh, we have a very large website. Um, our web address is www.libertarian.co.uk. 
We have about 800 publications on that website. Jeez. I think that obviously um, Cato has a bigger website than we have. And the Von Mises people, they do much, much better. They enormous wash through of new publications almost every day. But I would say that outside the United States, we probably do have the largest libertarian websites in the world. And uh, we do get a large number of hits. And um, the number of our publications is growing by the week. I wish I could say it was growing by the day, but it's growing by the week. Wow. Well, I'm, uh, uh, Dr. Gabb, I'm, I'm very impressed, and thank you very much for this interview. It's my pleasure, and hope to do it again. Thank you very much. It will be available tonight at uh, midnight, our time, um, which I guess is like 5 a.m. I don't expect you to wait up for it. But midnight, our time. What's that? I'll actually be long abed at 5 a.m. tomorrow, don't you worry. <laughs> um, but it'll be available uh, to our listeners. There's, I guess we have... Uh, you know, thousands of, uh, of, of libertarian-minded uh, podcast listeners, so they'll be able to, to listen to that um, this evening. It'll be attached to the show. Okay, well, my best wishes to all of them. Thank you. Attention, all active-duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.